Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. At least we're trying to be with all the craziness that's been going on with me and everything else over the last several weeks and months. But we have a show. We're going to be catching up on a topic that we were going to touch upon closer to the European Fan Festival back when it first happened, talking about some lore speculation, especially with some of the weirder things that we're going to be getting in 5.0, the less predictable things. And since we've had plenty of time to digest Eureka at this point, we figure we'll take a quick look at the lore, what little there is of it. Anyway, I'm one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy Povromo, of course. At this is very upset that I said that right now. Alright, hold on, you'll get to you'll get to that. Let me finish the intro at this. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy Povromo, of course, joining me Sly, aka Sly the Fox, aka Sly, aka Gray Fox, aka you, my boy Blue. How you doing? How very dare you! The Listen, audacity! I've got opinions, alright? That's all that matters. The audacity. No, I'm not using audacity. We're using Zoom. But anyway. Uh, wow. And uh, of course, when we talk about lore, we do need to invite, I guess, the, this guy. I mean, we have some other mm. options, but we go with this guy for the most part, well, it seems. We, we have some other options, but you know that I would have such a tantrum that it's just not worth the pain. <laughs> 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 What's up, everyone? How are we doing? Hi, Atlas. Hi. Hi. Hey, guys. It's, hey. It's, it's good to have you. We wanted to do this show for like three, four weeks, but it just hasn't worked out. Yeah, I know. It feels bad, man. But we're here now, and it's okay. We are here now. Yeah. Well, it's good timing because um, we're all through the high daters now. Yes. So we can talk about that. Yes. Um, I, I can go with slight. How very dare you? Okay, just... listen. There's the most interesting things that happen mm -hmm. just all happen mm -hmm. far too far mm. too close to the end. Okay, I agree with that. Um, yeah, there was there was a lot of like titillation through it, and then suddenly in high data, it's like, ah, here's the answers, and we're like, okay, all, all right, right. Yeah. great. Well, before before we get to that, we have some other things to talk about first, and I yes. do have uh, before Sly has to type it in reminders in the Zoom group chat. Uh, I would like to Sly. Here's the thing. I know you're thinking about it. You're being responsible. So I'm, be, I'm just making sure that you don't have to get to that point. Uh, so before we get started with this lore talk on this episode, uh, reminder that this podcast and my channel in general is sponsored by Steel Series, and every month we do a Steel Series giveaway where one lucky winner gets to pick something out of a list of prizes. As long as Steel Series ships to your country, you are eligible to win that prize. Also, must be age 18 and older. But anyway, uh, on the YouTube side of things, go to the description of the video, click there, and also if you just want to check out Steel Series stuff, type exclamation mark Steel Series in the Twitch chat, or just look at the Steel Series link that's in the YouTube comment section as well. We'll be thanking our Patreon sponsors halfway through the show, so be sure to stay tuned for that. Oh, and a special announcement at the end. You don't want to, you trust me, you don't want to fucking go anywhere until the end of the show, because I just got cleared to, to share something with you guys, and I want to share it with you because I'm excited. But you got to wait till the end. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't click towards the end because I'm not going to give you a timestamp. Like, watch the whole thing. It, it, it helps with the ads on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, stop making that face at me. 
I'm trying to hey, sell everyone out that just Everyone that just clicked to the end, uh, <laughs> the announcement. Uh, welcome back. How cool is that? Isn't that awesome? <laughs> All right, let's do the show. <laughs> Thanks. Good comedy. I appreciate the comedy, Athos. You're welcome. All right. So, first of all, this show is technically combining two different shows that we were going to do, and probably, I guess, paraphrasing them a little bit, because we wanted to get you on after EU FanFest for a number of reasons. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Both just thoughts on EU FanFest in general, but, of course, on the lore, because I think even now, about you know, about a month later, we're still kind of just like, What? <laughs> What? How? Mm. And so we. Uh, Sometimes we... I wish that my head could turn like 360 degrees, you know, just so I could react to to what like, like little like little Nicky, where he literally because you understand when it's 360, it comes back around the other way. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, but I mean, like this way, like around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you somebody Photoshop that, so Ethis can have his dream come true. Please, oh. just take a still of his head and just Please. do that Please. real quick. Please. Um, yeah, EU FanFest was... Uh, it's it's weird because we keep getting more questions. And mm. we're this month is the month where we finally get answers. We obviously have to have another mm. lore show after uh, Part 2 comes out. Plus Beast mm. Tribes, plus Hildebrand and all that. Uh, mm. But man... Like Sly and I got to talk about it weeks ago, but I don't know if, you, if you've digested on that since Sly. If you've really come to accept... Some of the lore tidbits that uh, we don't know anything about and now have to speculate on wildly till all the way till five point one. I'm holding my breath. That's all I can do. I mean, I could speculate, but oh, please speculate. What do you got? He no, he doesn't want me to because he knows exactly what I'm gonna say. <laughs> he knows exactly what I'm gonna say. Well, that's what we're here for, isn't it? Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, go ahead. Hi, Aloha. Yeah. So, Ethis, um, before we get into the specifics of some of the lore tidbits, uh, I, I know I saw some tweets from you, but I, w- I would I would like some uh, updated thoughts other than a, you know, a one-sentence tweet regarding your thoughts on uh, what we learned at EU FanFest. Okay. Where do you want me to start? No, just give me like an overall, and then we'll we'll go to just what was what was, by the end of it all, what was your like physical and emotional reaction to it? To EU FanFest, yeah, um, it was a really interesting uh, juxtaposition with the NA FanFest in a few ways. I think mostly because it wasn't in Vegas, so everyone was a lot more sober. <laughs> um, but it, it was That's really funny, like. Like whenever, whenever there's a trailer or something at the NA Fan Fest, people are like screaming and yelling and like throwing things and getting so excited. When we got the updated trailer in Paris, everyone's just like, "Yeah, wow, looks good, looks good, nice, very nice, very nice." The only time people lost their minds was when um, uh, they were talking about the the bangs for Viera. It's like, ah, every option you can have. With or without bangs, and everyone's like, "Oh!" (laughs) Completely losing it, and Frosty and I just watching it like, "Gunbreaker, no. New Twenty Four Man, no. This, okay, sure, all right, bangs, 
Excellent. Very nice. Hmm. Maybe when they heard bangs, it's maybe they were thinking. You know what? Let's not get on that topic. Anyway, so uh, let's let's move on from that one. Hmm. I mean, to be fair, Yoshida did say that he expected that the majority of the attendees of European FanFest would be far more into um, different aspects of the game, not like the hardcore rating scene. That specifically came with their special guest panel, where they were talking about the costumes and some Mm. of that stuff. Mm. So I guess that kind of fits in what you're telling me. Yeah, I I think so. Um, And I, I found that really interesting. I mean, the atmosphere was the same in so many ways, um, but... In so many ways, it was yeah really different kind of crowd and uh, like we've been getting so much feedback recently where where Yoshida has been saying things like well the feedback to this content has actually been like vastly different between the different data centers like it was like that with Blue Mage it's been like that with um, with Hydatus and the Baldessian Arsenal and the way that that's been implemented and it's really hard to sort of understand how that could be the case until like I suppose you've kind of physically been in a space with these different communities at different times at different places and you're like yeah all right okay I mean you I'm, I'm jealous you got to physically go to Europe I was gonna go to Europe but it's just I thought about mm-hmm. it too late and so I was I was jealous I was jealous of you well I was I was very very fortunate I only got to go because um uh fandom got offered to send someone over and uh, their Australian editor contacted me and was like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna go? You wanna do some pieces for me?" I was like, "All right, sure. You're gonna you're gonna send me to Paris and then you're gonna pay me. Let's do it." <laughs> Where can I read these pieces, Ethis? Uh, you can read them on Fandom. Um, they're they've all come out in the last three days. And if you have a look at my Twitter or any of my other socials, is it's pretty easy to find. Yeah, you All should right. check it out. Everyone it's go good. support Ethis's work on fandom. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Even though he didn't want you to watch all the way to the end fairly, and he wanted you to <laughs> skip ahead and come back. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the better man here. Look, I wanted people to come back, all right? Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Let's start getting into the particulars because one thing Sly and I had a lot of fun discussing when it first came out was that extended teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. Sly, yes. what are you what are you knowing me for? What are you? No, no, no. What are you knowing me for? No, I want you to go ahead and say what you want to say. I don't. I. He's the one who's going to be saying things. We've said our piece already. Slide the thing you don't. The thing you should be saving your knowing for is when we talk about the twenty-four man. Okay, that's where you should be saving your nose, because that's where you definitely feel the most. No, stop it. So why are you knowing me now? I'm putting the pressure on. <laughs> you won't answer, and I don't like it. All right, he's just doing it because it aggravates me, and he knows it. All right. So do we do we want to start with Yastola or do we want to start with Uriange's sexual? Yeah, way? yeah. Just go ahead and rip that Band-Aid off. Let's go ahead and rip the Yastola Band-Aid off. All right. So, so what what do you think is happening with the the Yastola situation there, slide? Uh, kind of the same thing or something similar to uh, Soroban and uh, Gimbe. Okay, that's fair. You didn't even say okay. that a few weeks ago. Have you thought about that since? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> We didn't have what this about, discussion. What about you, Mike? What do you think? Um, I was kind of torn. 
because there was, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's nothing to really base it off of other than there's an empty husk of a body mm-hmm. that's alive, and mm-hmm. my, I, I unfortunately, I'm, I'm kind of torn because I've long theorized that Batoya would be the one to she'd sacrifice herself for Ishtola at some mm-hmm. point. Um, mm-hmm. All of Matoya's traits from Final Fantasy One, Ishtola has now. Mm-hmm. Uh, being blind and having the crystal eye are were supposed to be the thing. She's supposed to use the crystal eye to see. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think Matoya is a title. That's the one thing I'm I'm not subscribing to. I don't think I Matoya is a title. I think that either she's taken up the name out of respect, or Matoya's physically in that body, <laughs> or you know, soul is in that body. Soul extraction. Yeah, honestly, I I don't think the theory that Matoya's a title isn't sound. I just think it's boring. (laughs) It's just the least interesting of all possibilities here, right? Okay, so so one, we've got Yishtola has still been called and can't use her body, and Matoya's gone, well, I need to get involved. But, like, this thing... Can't move very fast, <laughs> and that that thing is pretty pretty nice. So I'm just gonna borrow it. What I'm thing just, are you talking? The bodies. About? The, the body. And so I'm just gonna borrow it. Like Yishtola's not using it anyway. It'd be a shame to let it go to waste. So I I'm sure she won't mind. It'll be fine. But the thing is, like. That kind of rubs me the wrong way because, yeah, you stole a wood mines. And that's like such a huge invasion of privacy. Um, would Matoya care about that? No. I don't know. What's she going to do with her body? I don't know. Um, so I, I think that's an interesting one. The, the idea that Yishtola has been called, she's somewhere else, she can't use her body. So Matoya has just gone, ah, fuck it. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna jump in that. I'm just gonna snipe that body like, um, like that prick sniped Ethis's portal last night. Um, Ethis, <laughs> you didn't have the portal sniped. I've seen the clip. I had the. I got sniped. It disappeared because you. No, did, no, 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 you, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the treasure chest. Okay. I'm not talking about the treasure chest. I'm, I'm talking about, about the portal. Okay. There's another thing. All okay. Right? Man, you have a problem okay. with people taking shit from you, though. I, I really have a problem with people taking shit from me. I'm going to wake up and Matoya is going to be walking around in my body next. Um, So I I think that's, that's one possibility. The other, I really like what, what Sly is getting at. Um, The idea that when Yustola returns, the the last time she got cast into the live stream was the, uh, the, the cause of the issue that she's having now with her eyes and the reason we've been speculating since Heaven's Ward that she's basically a ticking time bomb and that's going to go off sometime. Being sent back into the live stream or through the live stream with a calling, that is only going to like exacerbate that problem. And I suspect that the only way she can come back is with some sort of intervention and that Matoya will basically have to fuse her essence with your stolas uh, in order for her to be able to return to her body and survive the process. Um, so I think, I think it's possible that, um, that Sly's right and that there is like a sort of Sorob and Genbu thing going on subsequently, or that Yustola has just kind of taken Matoya's essence. The third is that it's a title. And like I say, that's boring. 
particularly since Matoya already has titles. Um, so calling her Master Matoya would be a redundancy in that case. One more theory I've heard, which I like slightly more than the title, but it's still kind of boring. The alternate shard the- thing. No, no, no. What? No, that's dumb. I'm not even going to entertain <laughs> that. That is. What if there's an alternate shot where Matoya's a, a hot young Mikote and, and Rio Jay is some kind of um, pansexual fairy? Uh, yeah, sex god. Yeah. Well, I mean, we already, he, he is that. Like, he's certainly that. Um, <laughs> hmm. Honestly, I'm just going to say right now, anyone who does watch the show strictly on audio, you really do miss all of Sly's facial expression. And they're really <laughs> I fun. have not heard this fucking theory, the fuck? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hear me out. So th- this this theory is that Rianger is basically just patronizing Yustola. And Yustola's like, do this, Rianger. And Rianger is just like, yes, mom. And it's just him being sarcastic, like calling her Matoya sarcastically. Fine. Why the fuck would they put that in the trailer? That's so. It's so. It's boring. That's yeah. boring. It's a boring theory. I always think that um, if you've got multiple like sound theories, it's it's sort of like. Uh, it, it's like okay, if you've got multiple sound theories, the one you should always go for in Final Fantasy fourteen is the most like black wild insane one possible. <laughs> I think. So there's some kind of soul fusion going on here, right? Yeah. Hopefully. Sorry, you mentioned Makote and mine walked by. Oh, uh, I see. There you go. I see. Isn't that your fat cat? Yeah. Not Isn't a void scent, cat? though. Not a void scent. Not, not a void scent possessed? No. Are you sure? No, He's this, is, this is the minion. The mount is the, is the void yeah. possessed one. I mean, like, he's pretty bloated, though. Like, that's why the mount one's so bloated, because it's, it's been dead for weeks. Does he yeah. smell all right? Yeah, he smells fine. He hasn't mm. shit yet today, so. Well, okay, all right. I think he might be a void I only, And I had to pay $40 for that one, so. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Must be like three voids in there. Jeez. Yeah. Um. So wh- which which of those theories do you personally subscribe to again, Mike? Uh, I, th- I think... Some somewhere between Sly's and her body is empty, and Matoya is just like all up in that shit. Okay. Yeah. I the master one is the one I'm I'm furthest from. I'm like, eh. not just because it's boring, but again, the redundancy bothers me more. Master Matoya. Mm-hmm. So it'd be Master Matoya Ishtola. Like I'm not I'm not down with this. Master Matoya Ishtola rule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like I'm not down with that. All right. Yeah, like they're calling Matoya Doctor Professor. Is that what is that what it is? Like yeah, it's pretty much stupid. It's stupid. Doctor Professor. For mm. me, that's definitely the most interesting thing. Even in um Dissidia NT, which by the way is going free to play March twelfth and will be available on Steam. Uh, mm. they changed her to a Thaumaturge Ishtola. Mm. They did change mm. her. So I thought that was That's very interesting. Yeah. Which just goes to show Scions are never allowed to be jobs, even when they are jobs. You want Thancred's a gunbreaker? They'll just be like, eh. <laughs> just be like, fuck it. He's been every so, class job, everything fucking ever. So whatever the hell he wants to do, he can go ahead and do it. Um. Well, I, I think gunbreaker's a really good job for Thancred with his his issues. Um. 
you know, with his anima and manipulation of ether and all that, the fact that he's using uh, Magitek makes sense, right? Like, makes perfect if, sense. If it's Magitek. If. They, if. They, so, yeah, that was, that's the other part. We got an extended look at, uh, at Fancred as Gunbreaker. Mm. And even though it's mm. not really much to derive from the cinematic, because those are always mm. kind of, you know, hyper-exaggerated. Um, mm. He physically does load ammo into the thing. He doesn't pull from his own ether. Which mm. is worth mentioning. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it, magic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they said it would vary very much so from what we currently have, but it probably is because mm-hmm. they they said there's a reason why they didn't use. Well, they said the reason why they didn't use Garlean ones is because compared to Squall, like no one cares. Like those mm-hmm. are more like bayonets than gun blades. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we need like real gun blades, and so that's what so- he's getting. Do we, do we think that some, I've, I've heard some people say, oh, maybe Uriel J is possessed as well. I have, I have a hard time going with that because there's no, I, then you'd have to potentially have every single person have something. Like you'd have to then start, oh, is Justinian an alpha? No, like, is it like, you have to start going there down he is. every route. <laughs> no, not that kind of. That we already had. We already talked about that. We told you not to Reddit it, and you did. Yes, he is. Yeah. He certainly is. <laughs> he is all up in Alpha now. They're just gonna go. Yeah, Gaius is is Lisa. <laughs> Gaius is in Thancred's body. Who knows? Maybe all Gaius right. is in there. Maybe that's why he. Can maybe they're all in. <laughs> maybe they're all in there. Yeah, I mean that's I've seen that around, but I, I've I've seen I saw somebody suggest this one was I wasn't ready for this. Someone said that Moonbrita's soul is just in the live stream, and it takes Urianje's body, and that's why he dresses like. <laughs> I was like, she was a warrior. What are you talking about? Yeah, but she she wouldn't dress like she wanted to dress. She would just dress to like fuck with him and yeah, make him feel as awkward yeah. as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He gets back and he's like, "What? The fuck?" <laughs> Oh man! Oh, uh, yeah. I don't I love know if Uriel I subscribe to the everyone is possessed theory. No, I yeah, hope it's not. It's boring as shit. But there's got to be some reason for Rianje changing job. Like he never does anything without a very, very good reason. It's also, not just going to be up, like <laughs> he, just, he just sits in the thing. Is like, oh, hey. all right now, okay, all right. Well, Shinryu would have killed us if it wasn't for him. So there's that. No, we're the warrior uh, of light. We don't need him. Uh, okay all right um i mean he he saved like an entire parallel universe yeah which now seems to be coming back to bite us in the ass well i'm sure he'll fix that too all right if you're if you're (laughs) confident will he or will we i have faith in reage i have a lot of faith in reage um so we know that that scene with uh he and yishtola happens in the raktika great woods um, in a little, uh, a little town. And by the time we get there, that has already happened. It's already been decimated. Um, do we have any theories there? Sly? Time. Simply put time. But mm. it's a matter of when. I don't know. I can't say when. Or is it is a it matter this? of where? Did you just say what he said again, but with 
this yeah, and more implications thing. on time travel. Yeah, basically. Um, I no, think it's where you think you think time travel. Where? <laughs> well, no, I no, guess. he's are, are no, you, he you say where you're talking about a different shard, correct? Well, look, I, I personally don't want to go to another shard. Um, right. because I think there's plenty of shit that we haven't seen on our own one. But mm -hmm. the thing is, if we are traveling to another shard and we're seeing events that have happened like while they've been called, um, and then we arrive there and see the aftermath, that's a possibility that I've been seeing thrown around. Um, I don't subscribe to it, but I, I just think it's so significant that Yoshida hasn't told us where we're going yet. I mean, he's told us the names right. of some of the zones, but he hasn't said, oh, we're going to Ilzabad, we're going to, to Western Othard, we're going north, we're going south, we're going to Mary City, we're going to New... He hasn't, he hasn't said anything. Um, and we got that, like... Well, we got that with the second fan fest last time around, the, mm -hmm. the revelation that we were going to, to Othard um, and to Doma. And that wasn't, like, a huge surprise That was the third fan the fest last time, because that was when they revealed Samurai. Was did they not reveal the extended trailer at the second fan fest? They're not no, gonna reveal I mean, the second trailer and then give us the Sam Raimi hint. <laughs> Red Ma it was first one was, was Scar first fan fest of Scarlet Witch, second fan yeah. fest Red Mage is revealed, <laughs> Spider Man shirt, Sam mm -hmm. Raimi, third one, Samurai yeah. extended trailer. Right, okay. Right. Well, we've got the extended trailer. And but we, I mean, we still at least knew we were going to the Alamegan areas. By the, we had some semblance yeah, right. of like geographically at least right. part of what we were doing. Right, and and it was already like super obvious that we were going to be getting invested in in Derma and Othard anyway. I, I just think it's really salient the fact that they're being so careful not to tell us where any of these zones actually are geographically, and that makes me worried that maybe there is going to be some sort of shard travel i personally don't think so i personally think raktika greatwood is going to be like on the on the far side of uh Ibelis, like the western side of Ibelis. um and we're going to be like moving towards uh ilzabad that way but mm -hmm. it's just super interesting to me that we had such a clear idea of what was going on when we got the extended trailer for stormblood it was like it was so obvious what was happening we're like all right sweet let's do it whereas we get this one and we're just like what what what? I'd like to point out that the reason why the Ractica Greatwood isn't a dead giveaway is because the Golmore jungle was revealed to us. There's nothing to indicate that the Ractica Greatwood is part of the Golmore jungle. There's nothing to absolutely indicate that, which is why we're mm -hmm. having this discussion of where it is. Mm -hmm. And see, what's odd, what's odd to me is the the scenes, the little, not scenes, but the, the videos that we did get of the Ractica Greatwood, mm -hmm. like, it's it's still kind of semi pristine, but in the extended trailer, shit's on fire. So I'm having a hard time kind of picturing, and like, and as a matter of when all this is happening, because you know pristine fire, something happened. <laughs> well, that's why. It's, well, it I mean, the fire's like pretty self contained. Like, like we see, we've seen a shot of where the fire happens, and like. It's pretty devastating, but it's pretty self-contained. Like, it's a pretty small area. Right. Um, I, I think the clues we got for the Raktika Greatwood are the fact that we know that the uh, the Numo are there. 
um, and that we've seen some shots of some settlements that look exactly like the Vieira settlements in Final Fantasy XII. You can kind of spot some small Vieira NPCs in the video, also in the distance. Okay. All right, well, there you go then. So so that's why we're sort of speculating that the Raktika Great Wood, while not in the Golmore jungle itself, has got to be, like, on the peripheral. It's got to be close by. We know that, like, the majority of the Viera in the Golmore jungles, but there's other communities that are outside the jungle. The Raktika Great Wood's probably going to be one of those, right? Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, I mean, that's the best we got. That's the thing, man. Two fan fights in, and we got nothing better than a probably. Or a maybe. Or yeah. a possibly. Yeah. Feels weird. Yeah, it's really. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's far more exciting this way. Yeah, I mean it is, but I've I've just been so used to like the last couple of the expansions being able to say, "Yep, here's where we're going. Here's what's going to happen. Here's how it's playing out," and and being like, you know, mostly right. Whereas now I'm just kind of throwing my hands up. I'm like, I don't know. Could be this, could be that, could be anything. Who knows? It's frustrating. <laughs> I like it though, because it makes me look forward yeah. to the next fan fest that much more. Yeah, me too. And and it's nice that we do actually have something to look forward to in the next fan fest because a lot of that has kind of been spoiled for us this time around. A little sadly. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah. So we have the extended trailer. We have those mm-hmm. little those little pieces. Still have no idea exactly where. Thancred is and why this town is better. But the other reveal was finally that we have Childphilia. Mm-hmm. Childphilia. Yeah. So that was I was the most commonly accepted theory, I feel, um, going back. There was a, a brief period where we had heard of a, of a young child looking to take back Dalmasca, where we thought maybe, but probably not. And now we know that it's... Uh, that we've got uh, Midphilia reborn, pretty much. Minifilia. So you think that you think that Minphilia is going to be performing the role of uh, Acilia? Uh, of, of sorry, of um, uh, Ashelia? No, no, no. There mm-hmm. was we were thinking that maybe if it wasn't Minphilia, it might have been Ashelia. Mm-hmm. There was that theory that went around after the twenty-four man had mm-hmm. released. Um, mm-hmm. taking both those pieces of uh, those those contexts and taking them side by side. So, mm-hmm. but I know it's Minfilia, so we don't even need to worry about that anymore. Yeah, but you you think that that's who they were talking about in no. the 24 minute? Okay, all right, good. I, I, I thought I, you were I, suggesting for a second that Minfilia was like in the Ivalice fighting for Ivalice. I was like, huh, okay. No, no. All right. So... We can nip the time travel theory in the bud immediately. We've seen what Minfilia looked like when she was like 15, when she was uh, a Celia before she became Minfilia. Um, and I mean, all the other details aside, she didn't have bright blue glowing fucking eyes. That's that's something that she's only had since she became the word of the mother. And she still is the word of the mother. So time travel, no, I don't think so. I think that's out of the question there. Um, so she's either... I mean, here's, here's the creepy thing, right? Is that people with the echo generally, like, well, the, the way the Asians do it anyway is if they want to take a new body in a shard, they need to possess someone. Has Minfilia just fucking possessed some poor child? Has been like, yeah, it looks kind of like me. <laughs> I want to be- like, believe. Soul into the abyss. 
I want to believe that as now. the word of the mother, she might not have to follow the conventions the Asians follow. All right. Well, because the, the alternative. But Jurassic Times. <laughs> yeah, Jurassic Times. Sometimes you need to steal a kid's body, you know? Uh, yeah. Sorry. It was the only one that fit. Um, the alternative is that she's made a new body out of ether, but we know at least sort of anecdotally that when you do that, you have to like keep spending ether to sort of uh, conserve Maintain that body. It. Yeah. So which is the issue with primals, right? Mm-hmm. So is Minfilia like child Minfilia, some kind of uh deiform entity now where she's like drawing ether from the land to sustain her own form and she's like well i'll just sustain a little form i'll just sustain a little a little any little baby form so i'm not using that much ether so is that why she's a child yeah is really gonna do that though maybe maybe i mean how much ether are we talking to maintain that form is i'm just saying i'm just saying she wanted to come back all right She could have she could have taken like some shredded fucking Highlander, right? And and been able to do something useful with herself rather than hiding behind Thancred. But instead, she takes the body of this wee bab. So either she had no choice or else she's deliberately done that for some reason other than just because she wants an excuse not to fight. Well, she doesn't need an excuse. We're used to her not doing jack shit anyway. Uh... Right. <laughs> Second of all, I'm going to assume that her being in a small form is more representative of how weak Heidelin is. Okay. So um, that's kind of the only form that she can sustain. Yeah. that's. I, okay. I have a feeling she is pulling ether, but I think she's pulling it from Heidelin directly. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, as you said, all she can sustain. With While still at least leaving Heidelin in a state where she's not instantly vulnerable. Like Zodiac isn't instantly like, hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> I made it. So... So why do we think she's doing it? Is she doing it for the same reason why she said she was going back to the first, where she's going to, like, draw all the light ether onto herself? She might be, but then why would she be being hunted by these light-based void scent? Because they're mindless, because they'll they'll hunt anything, right? Yeah, but they're, like, they're chasing. They're not just like, well, you're here, I'm going to kill you. They're like, no, I'm looking for you. Okay, so how do we know that Thancred isn't chasing them? Because he's running. (laughs) He's running with her. Right. He's pulling her. He's pulling her. He 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 wouldn't be like, hey, follow me until we find that thing, then hide behind a pillar. Right. He'd be like, all right, hang out. Because, I mean, it, it could be that Thancred and Minfilia are traveling around together and Thancred's destroying these light scents so that Minfilia can, like, absorb their their ether. Could be something like that. Could be. Maybe. Um, or, again, it could be that they're hunting her for whatever reason. Um, mm-hmm. It could be that... Uh, I mean, void scent, for instance, we know the way the void scent behave is that... Uh, where they come from, they can't absorb any ambient ether. Uh, they have to eat each other in their own world, or they have to transcend shards and sort of hunt for sources of ether. So it could just be that she's like a significant source of ether, and all the lights that are like, "Ooh, tasty! Let's get Ooh. some of that. Let's get some of that light ether." Mm. Um, that's a possibility. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a tough one, isn't it? 
The thing so, is, is like if she was, she'd have to be at least cognizant enough to realize we're the warrior of darkness now, mm -hmm. and she is a represent. She's a representation of light, and at the current time, it's still implied we're not enemies. It's it's assumed that when Ishtola says they'll she'll hold the line until their friend returns, mm -hmm. that it's us. Right, but. They're not with Thancred. Yeah, but I mean, you'd have to assume they're kind of all on the same page. They were, their bodies are all next to each other. They're going to wake up next I, to each other. I don't think we have to assume any such thing. Um, I, I, I think if, um, if we realize that we have to take the side of darkness, right? Yustol is a pragmatist. Royalje is a pragmatist, demonstrably so. The, the, the only scion that would, would take protecting Minfilia over saving the world... I reckon would be Thancred, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not out of the question that there's actually been uh, some sort of like division between the Scions and that we've got some kind of like civil war sort of scenario going on, which I think could be interesting. Again, not one that I'm personally subscribing to, but I think it's something that we can entertain. But Thancred's a trust, so we, we're not divided. <laughs> We don't know how the trusts work at the moment. I mean, they, they might they be literal. Us. That means they trust us. Right. Well, the trust might be like, we're literally taking these NPCs into these dungeons, or they might kind of be like Final no, Fantasy that's 11. Not, so the way trust works in 11, because they're, they're drawing from it, yeah. you do not physically take them. Basically, it's a form of magic in which a strong bond becomes a physical mm -hmm. manifestation right. uh, based on you know magic. Right. But again, we, we don't know whether it's going to be the same as it was in 11, or whether it's going to be a case of us like literally taking those Physically NPCs, taking them. Yeah. yeah, but if it is the same as an eleven, there's no reason why we can't have a strong bond with Thancred and still be like opposing him at this time, right? You just want you just want an excuse for Gaius to be a trust. That's all I'm seeing right now. <laughs> I'll be disappointed if he's not. <sighs> I'll say that, but at the same time, maybe Thancred is Captain America. Maybe he is. And, we're, and, and who's Iron Man? Who's Stark? Who's Stark? Who's Stark? I mean, Sid, obviously, would be Stark, right? Or Nero. I, I don't Nero? think he's really or down Nero. for allegiances like that, but, I mean, he's the mm. only one. And no, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, no, he's the... Uh, I would love to say Nero, but Nero's more like uh, the bad guy. Well, Nero, Nero's got an uh, Iron Man suit. Right? With a hammer, yeah. but He's yeah. literally got one. Yeah. So... Yeah, Nero is Ironmonger. Uh. <laughs> or Loki. <laughs> or Loki. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. Right. Yeah. I think we've had enough of this. Captain Marvel comes out a week from today, by the way. <laughs> Just as a reminder. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh. Sid is not Bruce Banner. <laughs> yes. That would be funny. Okay. Mm. So, yeah. So we've got Minifilia. And mm -hmm. we just don't know why she, why you know, how she's doing what she's doing. We don't know why or how anything. Just be clear about that. No. Do we have any other ideas why she could be there? Absorb a flood of light. Right, but don't we think that maybe her absorbing the flood of light from the first is the reason why we've got it all here? Maybe. I don't know, because we still don't even know what the Black Rose is going to do, because apparently the light being the way it is is conductive to the, their purpose with the Black Rose. We don't know what the fuck that means yet. I think it's just going to make the Black Rose spread, like, way further. So it's going to be like pouring it in, in, in a stream. 
Yeah. All right. There you go. Either that or the Black Rose is going to make the Light Ether spread further. It's going to be one or the other. Well, either way, we're fucked. It's kind of the point. No, we're fine. We're good. I mean, we will be because plot armor, but we're fucked, you know? Mm. Like, we are, but we aren't because anime powers. Mm. So, yeah, it just works out eventually. All right, so that's the extended trailer. We then, of course, have not really any major lore drops in regards to, I guess, the majority of the features. Gunbreaker, you know, we know it's not a traditional gunblade, but we don't know, you know, we know where they're starting, Gridania. Mm. Mm. Which is interesting. I don't know why Gridania. I guess I didn't know why Ulda for Red Mage and... Samurai. Well, there was no particular reason for either of those. Yeah. Well, Samurai because of the... Uh, refugees. No, it was in Uldar because of the uh, the Colosseum. Mm, there you go. He was fighting in the Colosseum. Um, and Red Mage was because of the refugees. I think a little bit more because of the, the Alamegan refugees. It could be that there's like Ivalisian refugees coming into Gridania. Yeah. It could also just be they wanted to tank in Gridania. <laughs> Although yeah. it doesn't really matter because if you can't start as a tank, it doesn't matter if you put a tank in Gridania. It's irrelevant. Mm. It's on level one. It's level six. Yeah, you can't start with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So mm. I don't know. That's about it. That's the only thing that you can really speculate on with Gunbreaker mm. until we learn more about it. Mm. Sly, you look like you got something. No, no, no. If that was it... Um... One thing I wanted to hear from Ethis about was uh, Il Ming. Okay, what about it? Home of the fairies. Um, with Titania as the primal. Mm -hmm. uh, any, any lore implications there? The only thing I drew, mm -hmm. personally speaking, the only thing I drew um, was, well, Titania is a primal. Mm -hmm. Why haven't they said anything about o Oberon or the past? <laughs> he he literally was all about this when this first like was on the show we did. He was all about this. Uh, yeah, um, dude, Oberon's got to be there. I I'm gonna be so excited to see like a whole bunch of Shakespeare references uh, in Ilmeg. Um, I don't know how like significant it's gonna be to Fourteen's law, but I think that zone is gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be so good. Um. Honestly, though, I mean, the phrase, they just kind of look like, uh, they, they look like a, a discarded um, uh, concept art for uh, the, uh, the Sills. Maybe they're related, distant relatives. Yeah, uh, same, same with like the Scholar Fairies. Um, I'm going to be interested to see if there's any sort of connection there. What, what I am really excited for is the fact that they do have their whole new language and every time we get a language we get like a lot of stuff that is delivered in that language and a lot of lore implications subsequently like we drag and speak that kind of led to a whole bunch of really cool stuff so i don't know i, I just want to know. know why they were so like against telling us why we were there i mean obviously they don't want to spoil it but i'm saying mm. like they were they very much brought up the point where this titania doesn't look like like they're bad why are we mm. killing them Mm. I'm just like, oh, well, I gotta do that because we're the oh, way of darkness. 
Again, lore-wise, from Shakespearean lore, like Titania and Oberon are having the big-ass fight over a kid. Mm. So we might see that in here. There might be a fairy that's central to the story or a lot of Ilmeng. Mm-hmm. Ilmeng, so we don't know. So you think they might have some relationship with Minfilia? The child of Titania and Oberon. That would be so fucked up. No, no. The body. I mean, the body, not not anything. (laughs) Not (laughs) actual men. Like, Asilia is not. That'd be real fucked up if Asilia was secretly a fucking fairy the whole time. Fairy. A pixie the whole time. A grown ass fucking fairy. So, um, what I want to know in in all this is who's going to be bottom? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we killed Titania, so I'm assuming, assuming her. No, I mean bottom the character from Midsummer Nights. So bottom is the guy that gets oh, his. Uh, head I mis- mis- misinterpretation. Just to be clear, he said bottom <laughs> like b o d h u m, not bottom like b o t t u m. Bottom. B o t t u m. Either way, not what I interpreted. All right. So who who do we think is gonna get their head transformed into a mule? I feel like that they're just gonna bring that up in in lore, and it's not. It's gonna be like, because you know how like Garuda, uh, they talk about once being like a benevolent like yeah. uh, being, but then like I, got into a fight with I a snake. I hope it's a mechanic. I really hope that it's a mechanic, like where she transforms people into mules. Quest. That would be. I, I feel so like cool. it's a, I feel like that would be a beast tribe quest. If it is, kind of like what the what the uh, Moogles made us do. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I think it would be something along those lines. Mm. Well, honestly, this zone doesn't look like particularly. I don't know, like crazy interesting to me. Um, it looks like it'd be fun. I, I just look, so long as I get a bunch of Shakespeare references in there, I'll be happy. Yeah, I think me too. Yeah. Of course, of course you will, because I'm a giant nerd. You are now. Yeah now. One question I have, um, drawing back before this, drawing back, when did we, out of the fan fest, when did we get information about Xenos? About what? Xenos. The first pretty, one. Pretty quickly, I thought. I think the first one. Yeah, he was introduced as the antagonist in the first one, and we were told that he was uh, uh, the son of Varus, and we were like, oh, damn, all right, we didn't know Varus had a son. Just to be clear, we're talking about when Stormblood was revealed because Xenos was mentioned at the first fa- at the NA Fan Fest for this round as well. But we're talking about mm. Stormblood as the antagonist of 4.0. Mm. Yeah, it feels weird that we don't really have a new antagonist, and it may be just necessary because we already have so much going on right now. But yeah, there's nothing been said about it. I think Emmett Selk is kind of the the key. I think him and him and Elidibus are kind of the key. I think Zodiark is kind of our penultimate like goal here. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I think more directly Emmett Selk and Elidibus are our direct opposition. Because in Heaven's Ward, in Heaven's Ward it was uh Thornton. Mm. In Stormblood it's obviously um Xenos. So there was no lead up. There was no lead up to Thornton. There was no real lead up to. Well, I mean, I mean, what's if you're paying attention? Like he was trying to get to Azizlar. We we didn't really know why, but we had an idea that the Warring Triad were going to be there. 
He was going there specifically so that he could draw on the power of the warring triad to become this invincible primal. And like, it wasn't really like central. It was sort of like a subplot to the whole Nidhogg thing. But we knew that he was going to do something like that. Right. Yeah, they gave, they gave us a pretty clear idea. They did a good job of making Thornton out to not be the villain while giving you little bits of clearly he was trying to undermine everything, everyone else's plan. Mm-hmm. They did a pretty good job mm-hmm. delivering Thornton, kind of underrated. Mm-hmm. I felt. And then Nidhogg was yeah. like, I'll see you in three patches, bitch. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm still hoping we see Virtua or Azdaja in uh, Amarang. Still hoping to see one of the two. Yeah. You think Amarang? I mean, I'm just looking for any place to stick one of those two dragons at this point. They have to show up somewhere, is what you say. Yeah. All right. Okay. Sooner or later, those two have to get brought up. All right. So, Amarang is the next place that I'm expecting to hear. At least someone who's part of his, their broods. At the mm. very least, members of their broods being there. Okay. All right. So, Depending on if Amor, we again, we still don't know where this is even taking place, so it's hard to judge anything. I just want it. Mm. It's based on nothing. So, that's just a personal desire. Unless we're going to Maricidia, then fuck it. <laughs> if, that, if that's why they've been keeping it a secret. We're not going to Maricidia. There's no koala moogles, and it's a, a gun job, not a boomerang. So, there's no way. You, you think you know Maricidia. You have I know Maricidia. No I live idea. in Maricidia. You right? live in Maricidia. <laughs> okay, I lived in Maricity my whole life. I think I know. Well, clearly not enough. I just want to go to Maricity for giant spiders. Everywhere. That's the little They'll ones. Fly gonna everywhere. Yeah, there's going to be like a great spider migration. Oh, great. Not going to Australia. <laughs> you guys know that one, right? The great yeah, no, migration. they jizz over everything as they fly over it, yeah. Jizz. They, they. I know what it is. They create, they create a light webbing that carries them through the wind, and it just sprinkles yeah. everything. And it just gets covered all over everything for literally thousands of miles. Yeah. Fuck that. Mm. Hell yeah. I don't want it. If we go to Maricidia and, and that shit is a weather condition, I'm crying. Spiders is a weather. Condition. <laughs> sp- I mean, we it's, have it's, we have deer. You have curl Regina weather. It's it's just the little spider, like the abdomen, yeah. the tiny head, and then the, the eight <laughs> legs. <laughs> weather spiders. <laughs> I will die. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, so with that, uh, I'd say the the two biggest things are probably Viera. Which mm. we kind of already talked about. There's a huge lore dump about them from uh, Matsuno himself in game from the Wandering Dramaturge. Yep. We've already mm-hmm. discussed this. Yoshida even said, please go refer to the text from the Wandering Dramaturge in game for hints mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Viera and male Viera. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have. I guess we should probably bring this up now. A uh, little mistake that was made. On the French translation. Oh no! Yeah. Okay. All right. <sighs> I know you're sick of it, and I'm of the opinion there's nothing to talk about here, for a couple of reasons. Um, mm. But there was so there was a mistake in the French translation of the game, where an Realm Reborn NPC, as part of the Realm Reborn story, 
had text option or had text uh, files for female mm. Vieira, male Vieira, mm. as well as a female and male Hrothgar. Hrothgar. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I'm yes. of the opinion that that was cut content and not leaked content. Oh, but I have nothing to dispute it one or another because it's literally it's real. Whatever it is, it's real. Mm. Oh yeah, it's hundred percent real. And it's just a matter of whether it was something because there's files for Hrothgar all over the. Apparently, the name Hrothgar actually pops up in a ton of quests in that same way. Mm. Um, it's just a matter of whether it was cut and they accidentally kind of pushed it into the game, or mm. if it's something they added way earlier than they were supposed to. Okay, so why would it have been cut if it was cut? There's, I mean, they just decided not to do it. Could have been another race idea at some point. Mm-hmm. You think they're still not holding on to it? I mean, they hold on to everything in case they use it later. There's no doubt about that. I mean, Vieira has been long in the in the making. I feel that is not a decision. <laughs> they said let's do that now because they said that they even decided Vieira before Matsuno did anything <laughs> like mm. they knew they were doing they Vera yeah, before it was like a happy coincidence yeah they said it was a, a very happy coincidence that matsuno they got matsuno for return to evil east when they were planning on doing viera in another in expansion later so mm. uh i i have to believe it no matter what they hold on to everything um yeah and some people have said that the hrothgar could have been that lupin were a cut race i've heard uh, some people say hrothgar was a code name for the lupin at times or like an original concept for the Lupin at times. I've seen some people say that the dwarves, which we know are the remaining beast tribe, which I guess no mm-hmm. one paid attention in North America when they named dwarves, pixies, dwarves. and the new Mo all yeah. in the fr- Everyone's like, whoa, dwarves? And I was like, hello? Mm, you said this. <laughs> Hell said yeah. This We've met about North this. America. <laughs> yeah. I guess we don't um, matter, huh? I would I would love the Hrothgar to be playable dwarves. It, it would it would make sense given that um uh, it's basically it's a Germanic reference. Hrothgar was uh, uh, it was a Danish king, I think, like fifth or sixth century. He was in Beowulf. He was mentioned in Beowulf. Um, and when we think of like non-human uh, races, I guess from uh, uh, you know Germanic or Proto-Germanic or or uh, you know more like Viking so- sources, um, immediately it's 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 dwarves. Um, any any of their old tales, any of their old literature, it's dwarves. Um, but then we have, again, referring back to the leak, which sadly has been right about everything so far. Um, and one of the reasons why, uh, you know, the, the fan fest reveals have been a little bit of a letdown for a lot of us, um, it talks about this sort of lion-like beast race. This, this sort of, uh, I guess it'd be almost like Ronso esque. I'm worried about it just being like buff Makotes with big beards, <laughs> and that's that's very and you're worried about that. Why? It's just it's too like ubiquitous with stuff we've already got. If if we got a race that was uh, more like Ronso, I mean that would be kind of cool. But again, it's like dwarves, you know. <laughs> Dwarves! Exactly. Like, we got enough furries in game already. Like, we got a Viera. We've got Mikote. People can wear, like, Lupin masks. 
we got we got plenty of furry bait already. Give me give me a, a little nugget with big big strong arms and a thick beard. Why do you could... just want Chungo in the game? You're literally just trying to get Chungo in the game. I understand what's happening. That, that come on, that's that's neither here nor there. All right, that's irrelevant. <laughs> that's, okay? You know what that <laughs> statement? That statement's I, bullshit. I, if, if if Chungo just happened to be in the game, I you know what? I'd be fine with that. I suppose I'd be okay. I could accept that. But that's not what this is about. This this is about having um, a, a small race that is not Lalafell and that can just kick the shit out of Lalafell. Okay? Because <laughs> some of us want to play small races but don't want to look like a fucking kneeless potato. <laughs> hey, right? Mine's got sideburns. You take that back. I've never seen a potato with sideburns. Someone with my a mustache, dwarf, that's about my it. My dwarf will tear your potato sideburns off and feed them to him, all right? Okay? That's all I'm saying. Give me, give me fucking... You can't put dwarves in the game and not make them playable, all right? That's just cruel. That's bullshit. All right? Cut that out. You can't tell me there's dwarves <laughs> in Final Fantasy and not let me play a fucking dwarf. Ephes, I'm going to break your heart right now. Yeah, okay. Do you know what the dwarves in Final Fantasy look like? Listen, they look different in different Final Fantasy games. Right? They're, in Final Fantasies 1 and 9, which are the premier versions of the dwarves, they are green goblin-looking abominations. Final Fantasy 4. Final Fantasy 4, they don't have faces. They just have helmets. <laughs> yeah, but it's implied. All right, it's implied that they're proper dwarves, okay? And as far as I'm concerned, Final Fantasy 4 dwarves are the best dwarves. <laughs> That's what I want. Don't give me goblins and just call them dwarves. All right, don't give me masters goblins and call them dwarves. If, you, if you're saying we're going to get dwarves, give me fucking dwarves and let me play dwarves. I'm telling you, right? they're going to be the goblin, the, the, the goblin looking motherfuckers. Well, then I'm going to have a tantrum. I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah, they're Jawas in Final Fantasy. They're, they're just VVs, but with like spiked helmets. They're not VVs. They're not. They're dwarves. They're just like Viking helmets. You can only see their like well, yellow eyes. Fucking they, look, they, look, they, they look like the Viking mammoths. They're literally uh, Viking mammoths. Yeah. So dwarves are they're just not mammoths. Viking. They're not mammoths. All right. When it's the green ones, we'll uh, we'll come back and talk about this. I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> Don't be mad with me. It's just listen. I'm gonna it's be a mad majority with rules. Two of the three iterations of dwarves that people know well are those. Literally no one in the world knows dwarves well as being goblins, all right? When people think dwarves, even even hardcore Final Fantasy fans, I don't think, oh, dwarves, yeah, those little green things. No one thinks that. You know what I think when I think dwarves? And my axe. That's all exactly. I think of when I think of dwarves. Ex exactly. And that's what we want. That's what we deserve. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I, I think I'm done. Okay. It's fine. When, when, when it's the green ones, it'll be fine. It's okay. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> no. I won't. Um, that was another thing. Um, the Steam page was actually fairly interesting in regards to a lot of this stuff. Because the Steam page accidentally listed a zone, I guess we weren't supposed mm. to know about yet. Mm. Um, I don't remember what it was called. I'm sure someone in the chat will type it out in a bit. Um, it also called Titania the king of the pixies. Yeah. Yes. In the Steam page. Yeah. Those were both um, 
rectified. Correct. Yeah. So they call Titania the, the regent in formal sources. So yeah. it just makes me think that it's not, it's not gendered. Yeah, I think so as well. I think the pixies are going to be ungendered or bi-gendered. Yeah, and I don't remember the name of the zone that they mentioned, which we're, I'd assume we're, we're going to assume it's the goblin, it's the, uh, sorry, not the goblin, the dwarf zone. <laughs> that was a, that was a legitimate ass. Yeah, Calusia, Calusia was the name of the, the zone they accidentally posted on Steam. Yeah, it was something like that. People were asking me if that meant anything to me, and I was like, it's just a, it's a name. Maybe it's the Azus Love. Yeah, I mean, maybe. It's like the place where it's like the source of all light. Fuck the anti tower. Mm. Source to Hydaelyn. Might as well be the source of all light. It's at least the doorway. Mm. The gates. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So we're kind of skimming over this, so feel free to stop if there's something in particular you want to get real angry about. But I'm going to give you something <laughs> to be angry about. Okay. So, uh, that 24-man raid, mm. it has been confirmed that uh, we're getting a near automata themed 24-man raid series, Yorha Dark Apocalypse. I've been near a tomato, all right? I don't need to be near a tomato in Final Fantasy fourteen. I got enough tomatoes. Sly's, uh, again, if you're listening audio only, you're missing Sly's facial expressions. I don't even want to be a part of this fucking conversation. Why not? Why don't you want to be a part of it, Sly? This is the best conversation we had about everything. No. no. Everybody is hyped for the shit. I understand people who played near. I have not played near Automata. I have not. It's okay. It, it's okay. It's fine. By the way, the Yorha uh, special edition just came out in case you were lo looking to try it. <laughs> no, Yorha. Just letting you guys know. You can buy that now. I just feel, I really honestly feel that something is going to slip through the cracks. Lore wise, like they usually do a good job of, you know, whatever you know, source material they're putting in. To 14 they use they usually do a good job integrating it but this feels so different except omega <laughs> yeah true just go it just there feels, it just feels so different to me uh what do you think Ethis? yeah Ethis, i got it this is this is the whole reason i actually brought you on the show was to to hear this okay all right I'll start by saying um, Return to Evil East was well imp implemented. They folded the law like really well into 14. We know that. Mm -hmm. um, but Evil East has taken up um, a massive, massive part of the history and the lore of Hydaelyn subsequent of its implementation. Like it, it, the, the whole like tale of the Zodiac Braves is absolutely integral to understanding the history of Hydaelyn. Um, it's integral to understanding the Galeans and like where they've come from and what their historical journey has been. What I'm worried about is that when you do a crossover collaboration in 14 to date, they've been non-canonical, all right? And they have not attempted to make any impact on the law whatsoever. Um, so 
which way do we go with the 24 man? Well, if it has no impact on the law whatsoever, and it's just a non-canonical collaboration, then that's three Alliance raids. That's, that's an entire expansion of Alliance raid story. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, just, just, just wasted, just garbage, just uh, inconsequential, right? The alternative is that suddenly a significant part of Final Fantasy XIV's history and lore is a derivative of Nier and is a derivative of probably the biggest fucking egomaniac in the entire industry. Uh, I, I trust Oda and I trust Koji um, to sort of clean up after Yoko Taro, but Yoko Taro is the most self-indulgent, masturbatory uh, producer, like, period. Um, he, 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 I, I don't see him playing well with others. They need to keep him on a really, really short leash if they're going to, uh, I guess, maintain the integrity of, of 14's law. Like, I like Nier Automata, but holy shit, Yoko Taro is just like, again, masturbatory is like the, the only way that I can sort of aptly find to describe the way that he writes and the way that he produces content. He's so fucking impressed with himself. He names characters after uh, significant philosophers just to like name drop, just be like, ooh, aren't I clever? And then doesn't actually go anywhere with any of the themes or, or any anything of any significance. Like, it, it's, it's, Nier is a mess, all right? The story of Nier is a mess. The self-insertion of Yoko Taro into Nier is a mess. It's a fun game, but if they if they let him, he's going to make a fucking mess of Highland, and I'm really, really worried about that. I just want to remind everyone, Dragon Guard 1, which is the prequel to the first Nier, has giant babies attacking a boy and his dragon that have created a bond, and it's pretty, it's pretty fucked up. Some scary babies. Some pretty scary babies. I just don't see... Again, it's either not going to be canonical or it is. Oh, it's canonical. And neither, neither of those situations... I mean, I mean in 14, and neither oh, of those canonical. situations are going to be ideal. Right? So what, what I'm hoping for is that the raids are designed by Yoko Taro, and it uses like the aesthetics from Nier. Um, it uses, I guess, the themes, the motifs from Nier, but does not use the story, like at all. <laughs> or like very lightly alludes to the story, but makes it very clear that it's something completely different. Um, either that or it's on another shard Another planet apart from Heidelin. It's on the fucking planet where Omega originally came from um, and uh, subsequently just has no impact whatsoever on anything that happens in Heidelin. And that would be fine, but like that's one of the reasons why people didn't particularly like Omega is they thought that there just wasn't that much of an impact on our world. Um, and the same thing with Alexander, right? That's something that people were sort of upset about. And something that was so awesome about Ivelisse was the fact that it did have a real impact and it did have weights. So I don't know. I'm telling I, you, man, listen. 
That was the most like reserved rant that I've ever made about Yoko Taro and Nier. All right, that was reserved. That was I that mean, was reserved. I'm I was really ooh. holding myself back there. Okay. Ooh. Listen, you already know my theory. You already know uh -huh. my theory that it's Ida is a robot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Y'all right. y'all already know. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's Ida, Dark Apocalypse, mm -hmm. YDA, mm -hmm. Ida. Mm -hmm. So what? Like Ida, Ida survived, and then they made. No, her no, she a, died, and they robot. just they just took her body and made her made her and, an and made it a robot. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Ethis. Mm -mm. All I'm gonna say is, and I said no. this, I say this every time. No. Listen. Just mm -mm. Listen. I'm not listening. <laughs> blah 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 blah. A robot flew from another planet to another planet to fight a dragon, and then chased that dragon to another planet. <laughs> he yeah, created. Dude. He created an alternate dimension, which he had full control over, to host to host a tournament of power. A uh, pocket dimension, all right. It's still a dimension. Pocket dimension. Mm -hmm. Turn your fucking camera back on. I'm okay <laughs> with androids. Androids are fine. Androids are totally fine. We've we've like already got androids, basically, like mammoth androids. Uh, artificial void set are androids. Uh, you you look at uh, uh, yeah, like the Gen yeah. three and Gen four Clockwork soldiers. They're androids. Androids in and of themselves are, are totally fine. That's not the problem. Ida's an android. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Just listen. When I'm right, mm -hmm. we can come back to this. Okay. I'm sure we will. Yeah. I have no doubt we will. Yeah. It's okay. <sighs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> listen. I'm. I'm always. I'll wait till it's implemented and then I'll judge it. I'm actually not that concerned. I think Oda, I think Oda-san and Koji are going to have a pretty good grasp on this. I'm yeah, more excited so. about something mm. that we'll get to talk about a little bit in Eureka. Mm. Um, in that, uh, and we, we're, we're skipping a little bit ahead, and I'm going to do, do this point, and then we'll I'll thank the Patreon sponsors. Um, finally, we actually had our first choice in the way a story plays out in Eureka, and we mm. were warned if you make one choice, you won't get to see the other choice. And uh, let's just say that Nier and Drakengard and Automat, they're all pretty, uh, pretty choice based. They're pretty all pretty choice based in terms of, yeah. you know, the way everything pans out in the end. And we are getting this fancy new game plus feature. <laughs> so I think there's going to be a, I think there's going to be multiple endings to this <laughs> to this raid with one canonical oh, one. No. All right, so long as only one of them's canonical, that's yeah. fine. As soon as you start making like multiple divergent canons, that's a mess. That's that's a that's a whole other thing, isn't it? That's I'm going there with that. I think there's gonna be. I think you're gonna have to replay the 24 man raid scenes like five times to get all I the think, scenes. I think that every single like all three of them are just gonna be the same fight. Uh, but it's just gonna have a different ending, and <laughs> and and you're gonna get um, all the near fans 
just just telling you like no you've got to do you got to do all three of them otherwise you haven't you haven't played the game but they were all the same no no it has this different cutscene at the end you got to do all of them i I don't, I don't want to. I already did it. Same no, you have to effect. do it two more times. You have to. You have to do it two more times. But it's the same. It's the same. No, no, it's different. Okay? <laughs> it has a different five-minute cutscene at the end. 324, I, man. All the same. All I, all I know is, is that you're, it's, you're making it sound a lot more like Mass Effect 3 than anything else. <laughs> Mass Effect 3 is like that. Near Automata. Near well, Near Automata is there's there's a, there's a couple of them that are pretty similar, but most of them are pretty significant. Yeah, that's what if true. They have to design different bosses based on this shit, though. Dude, I remember the first Dragon Guard. I first two times I beat that game, I was like, "Wow, that was a really weird ending." And then I got to the babies, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> it was pretty different. Yeah. Those babies. That's the only way I could see this going. Like, if they go decision based, that's the only way I could see it going well. If you actually design fights around decisions, so you do something and like you make this choice. Okay, hey, I saw this boss. Wait, wait, I saw this boss. I didn't get that. That would make it interesting. That would be very difficult to make that work. (laughs) Yeah, it would make it like make design hell, but. what you're yeah. saying is the equivalent of if we went through Dunscape and some people saw Ultima Weapon and some people saw the fucking uh, the succubus. Yeah. That, what, in the same instance? In the same instance. Well, we'd have to do the same mechanics and just... Yeah, exactly. A different model. It'd be like how Alexander's hand is the same as the rock that's out in the hinterlands. It's like just <laughs> identical. That's how it works. That's why they're there. They're placeholders. All right. So unless you have more to share, Ethos, but I think you got I think you got a lot off your chest. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, did. Did. I I could go all day, but I won't. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna save us that. Save it for Bosha. Say, oh my God, he, we have we've got we've got to go do things eventually. We can't. I'll save it for the show when it actually comes out. All right. Okay. All right, there you all go. Right. Okay. All right. We, cool. We all have a lot to look forward to. Is all you need to know, mm-hmm. and uh, and fuck carrots, that too. All right, <laughs> let me see here. I just had the the thing. I must have closed it by accident. Give me one second. I'm pulling up the the Patreon list because I reorganized everything um, on my drives, and uh, so a few things moved around. Oh, that's why. Yeah, because a few things moved around. It was in one spot, and now it's in a different spot. There it is. So, at the top of the show, we thank SteelSeries as a sponsor. You know who else can sponsor this show? You! It's, you don't nice. provide giveaways and stuff. It's a good segue. Nice. Yeah, yeah. that was. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I don't know why I didn't go with that earlier. Uh, people over on Patreon have been supporting the channel through hashtag demonetize. And there's been a lot more of that. Adpocalypse 2.0 just started. I think like Epic Games and like a like a, a couple other companies pulled out of YouTube again because of policies and shit. And on top of that, I've been getting flagged for Viera because it thinks it's Viagra. <laughs> yes. Oh, YouTube. Yes. Oh. I had to change. Oh, I got. Oh, my Osma mount video got flagged because I said the mount was dope in the description. <laughs> 
Derp on my YouTube. And so I, as soon as I change it to this mount is cool, it worked. <laughs> this, this is a Christian YouTube. <laughs> this is a Christian mount. Ozma is a very, is a very, is a very representative of Christian. <laughs> I'm glad Ethis is getting fuck. such a kick out of that. Ethis is like, uh, dude, you know how many words in the lore would fuck me on YouTube? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So I just start. I mean, you, you, you could probably still manage it if you cared. But anyway, uh, you don't. Where's the lore videos? Uh, guys, where's the lore videos, Ethis? Um, <laughs> Hank, just, uh, <laughs> I knew it. I, I only did it so he would do that. That's it. That's the only reason I did it. All right. So back on track. Uh, as I said, you can also sponsor the show through hashtag demonetized through uh, Patreon. Uh, we have quite a few people who support over there. Now, keep in mind, I've been moving for the past. Turn your camera back on. I've been moving I'm for the trying. past. <laughs> I've been moving for the past week, so a lot of this stuff is not updated on the stream itself so uh forgive me for that but let's us let us thank our patrons of light first and foremost thanks now you're back what the i was not ready for mr face right there i have mine in my backpack anyway <laughs> i, I can't, all right i can't look at you i gotta i gotta focus i gotta thank people i don't know i'm looking at my obs and because of you i don't know what i'm trying to click there we go patrons of light we have current ioni from genova I mean, no, now see, I can't get it because I'm just staring at Mr. Face. You're ruining everything. Kern Ioni is not for, okay, there we go. We closed it again. All right. Kern Ioni is not this person. Kuja Cross from Genova is this person who has provided this screenshot from weeks ago. And thank you very much for the screenshot that you have provided and your support. Now, the other one that I'm going to put, this one, that's Kern I. That's the same image from a few weeks ago, but that's because that's the only one that I have, the most recent one. And also thanks to them for being the patron of light, which means they support a lot over on the Patreon. So now that I've gotten through that as awkwardly as possible, I can thank the rest of the people on the list. There's at least one person who's not on this list. So please be aware that I know who you are. You don't, but I know. You'll know soon. All right, so we have to thank our standard uh, our standard sponsors for State of the Realm. We have Trey, Edgefair on Ultras, Jerrica, Emma, Nyark of Clan, Vizsla, Chris Uzuki, Crazy Meter from Midgar, Raijin Ventinus from Cactar, Carol, Ray, Senshi, Shadowlink, Antonberry, Dom, Asukawake from Genova, Lamillion, Ella, Midgard, Summer, Sarn, the Fennel Family, Jami Yatsu, Kefka and the Great Eagles on Exodus, Katayoshi from Kujata, Skizophony from Ragnarok. I heard some one of you typing and I don't like it. Ryan Later, West Austin, Purple Warrior, Edric, Red Seal on Exodus, Lexi Valentine, Matarn, the Revive, Sepsi from Zodiac, Sour Creamer Tribes from Genova, Renault Chakara, Goisha, Valfar of Siren, Phoenix NFC on goblin and Saren from zodiac and we have our elite state of the realm sponsors we have and i almost skipped a few names there vapatiyama from diablos shadow ari of brinhilder zeravire of coworl alchemy shinka casual heroes fc on makers armor tatachitaka on hyperion kanazuki from genova you starlon coworl sothal seraphros from behemoth holy tabasco crash 015 serenity fc on ultras kakazuma agnes fairgun from excalibur vlester of fanfret not quarters from excalibur crovis moonscar private mikey nani kirsami rudy rudiger kill hackman world jr and kiltastic jones I can see you smiling. You I didn't even need to see anything else because I I heard one of you type it, and I knew. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just here looking at you go ham. Thank you. Hey, so mind my own business. <laughs> Thank you so much to all our sponsors for combating hashtag demonetize. Hashtag Viagra. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for coming. You guys are amazing. Please don't yeah, tweet do hashtag Viagra, by the way. <laughs> You definitely don't want that on your yes. timeline. 
combating <laughs> hashtag Viagra. There God. Go. And hashtag Jesus. dope. Hashtag dope Viagra. Vieraga. That just sounds like AOE Viera. Not an erect, a, not an erect Viera, which I think is the aim here. AOE Viera sounds pretty good. All right. Yeah. There you go. I have no problems. Mm. All right. So now with that, we can move on to lore dump number two, and that is Hydados over in Hierika. Hierika. Ethis, you seem excited. More excited yeah. than I thought you'd be. As much as we do learn a few things right there at the end. Dude, it's I don't so know. good. I, you know me. Like, you and I had the same discussion with Alexander where I was very displeased with the fact that it took all the way until the finale of Alexander for us mm -hmm. to really get a grasp on everything. Mm -hmm. You know I don't like that. And it happens here again. Mm -hmm. and I have some other issues with the way the finale actually plays out. But we'll, uh, we'll get to that in, uh, in a little bit. So I'm assuming both of you have... At least done the majority of your rounds in Eureka at this point. Some Baldessian Arsenal or some Hydados Crystal Farming. And you know the story and you've made your choice. And you're all good. You guys are both all good on that front. Mm -hmm. Fucking Chica. <laughs> Who's a guy, by the way. Don't forget, Edjika's a guy, everyone. I literally had someone who was a female Lalafell walk up to me looking like him and said, this is why it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> they literally <laughs> made their character look like Edgica, and I'm just like, all right, yeah, yeah. that's confusing. Mm. That's very confusing. Yeah, Edgica's a dude. Yeah, just as a little reminder. Mm. So he's uh, got a dude's name. Ends with A. <laughs> is this what is the Spanish class? No, it's not Spanish class. No. It's Lalafell class. It's Lalafell lore. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but that's why people do. You know how many people have said the name ends in A, and they think it's a because. Um, no, it works backwards. For I know Lollifel. it works backwards yeah. with Lollifels, but that's mm. I've seen people go the other way with it, where they're like, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's yeah. weird. Nanamo is a female name. Yeah, Edric is a dude's name. And then you have Pippin, mm. <laughs> who is not given a Lollifel name because he was not named by a Lollifel. No, he's got a Lollifel name, Pippin Turupin. Oh, yeah. Wait, oh, still so yeah, got the alliteration. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kryl doesn't have. There you go. A Lollifel name. Because Kryle was named by Galuf. Then why is Papalimo a dude? Because uh, he does whatever the fuck he wants. I know what he does. Whatever they want. <laughs> they're just, uh, they're rapper names, all right? I'm just calling bullshit on all Lollifel names, okay? Yeah, I, I, I can concur with that. All right, that's it. It's all, all the names are bullshit. Ignore everything mm. we just said. Okay. Mm. So uh, how did how did we feel about the finale here, lore wise, to Eureka? I was uh, I was happy about some things, but again, not pleased that it took until now. It was uh, I, it was a nice payoff. Yeah, I mean, it was it was frustrating all the way through, being like, "What the hell's going on?" Like, we got so so little lore throughout. You know, every single one of these quests was just Kral being like, "All right, now go over here, grab that thing, come back." All right, cool. I'll speak to you again in another couple of levels. That was that was annoying. The implementation of the story could have been so much better. Um, I mean, ideally, looking back, what would have been really nice is if we had something like Baldesian Arsenal at the end of every single one of the tiers, and that that was a story vehicle for every single one of the tiers. 
mm. um, rather than separating it from the story, which is what they've, I mean, they've kind of, kind of done. At least they said they did. Um, okay, so let, let's, let's start at the beginning. Eureka is a elder primal uh, around in the time of Alec that was either a cube or was put in a cube by the Alligans and hidden in the Labyrinth of the Ancients, which they called uh, Eureka because obviously they were not ancient at the time. Makes sense. Um, it broke out at some point. My theory is probably that whoever was carrying Zantetsuken at some point got in and got Eureka out after the fall of Alec. But one way or another, it got out. It ended up getting uh, into the hands of the Baldesians, which realized that it was basically this primal that could make pretty much anything. But its, its method of tempering was to make weapons which it would like uh, just, you know, put in people's paths, basically, just give to people or, or have people sort of come across um, and it would possess them and turn them into these sort of uh, like neo-primals like Odin um, by being controlled by the weapon. And we, we know how Odin and Zantetsukun work. So Zantetsukun was made by Eureka. Um, the Baldesian arsenal was this, this section in the tower where they collected all these weapons from around the place uh, where they found them and kept them there securely so they couldn't possess anyone else. Um, when everything went to shit and the island uh, was teleported, uh, basically the surviving Baldesians went and hid in the arsenal and subsequently became possessed by the weapons and those are the bosses that we fight inside the Baldesian arsenal. Um, the reason the island was teleported was that an Asian got in. Um, an Asian called, I think it was uh, a Merilolf. Is that right? I'll, uh, I'll tell you in two seconds. Scions I've got it written down somewhere. Light, Final Fantasy XII. Pretty sure it was a Merilolf. Okay. I mean, you can keep going while I check. Um, basically, found out where Eureka was, got into the arsenal, um, tried to break Eureka out, cause havoc. Um, and Galuf's response was to teleport the whole island into the live stream because he thought that if he defeated Ameriloth while they were in the live stream, um, basically his body, he wouldn't be able to reconstitute it, get like torn apart by the ethereal currents and he wouldn't be able to, you know, respawn or whatever. So it was his, his solution rather than using like a, a, a sort of light or a, um, uh, a white aura site or anything like that, right? Um, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like it worked because a Merilolf appears in, I think it's the post 2.1 cutscene. I'm sure it's not. Well, I mean, there's a few because in 2.0 is when they show all of them in that one room when Bahamut yeah. wakes up. Are you referring to that one or are you referring to when. Um, we start seeing some Asians pop up as we're doing the, because a bunch of Asians are following us when we do Ifrit, Garuda, and Titan extreme as well. Yeah, that wasn't a Merilolf. I might be thinking, no, I think I'm thinking of the post 2.01. We, we see a line of dialogue from a Merilolf. And I'm pretty sure, 
Although when Eureka, do we get the, the Eureka doesn't get teleported till two point one. That's true. Yeah, so someone was telling me the other day that the fact that Ameriloth has a line of dialogue in that scene means that Galif can't have destroyed him. But no, the timeline's wrong there. So so yeah, so so I suppose it did work. Or at least as far as we know it worked. Yeah. Until we see so him Ameri- again. Yeah. So Ameriloth got, got kicked off the side of the island, basically Spartan style, and got torn apart by the live stream. But again, that doesn't make a whole bunch of sense because like they tr- the Asians travel through the live stream all the time because they got the echo. Maybe maybe don't get hung really... up on this. Yeah, I okay. I won't get too hung up on it. Um, but one way or another, Galuf decided that that was going to be the way to defeat him. So that's what they did. And then Eureka um, was supposed to stay in the live stream, and the island was supposed to stay in there, and they were going to sacrifice themselves to you know keep the world safe or whatever. But Eureka basically intervened and steered the island out of the live stream, and it appeared where it is now. And that's basically it. And that's, he's much weaker like, at the time because of it. Yeah. And that's, that's the whole thing. And all of this so is from to... three books and some dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we already got like, okay, everything's flowing backwards because um, the Baldesians made this special seal that was uh, in an emergency supposed to like redirect ether away from the tower so that uh, uh, Eureka couldn't use it. That's why that's happening. That's why the different zones are all, you know, different aspects. Why we need the magicide, why everything's flowing backwards, um, why there's, you know, a massive force field up around the tower and all that. Um, I'm kind of surprised that Kral didn't know any of this. Like, Kral didn't know about Eureka. It just seems kind of weird. Well, right? Golov and the Dawn Warriors, they're just like, yeah, don't tell anybody. Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're like, we're all living in this tower. And uh, a huge section of it is dedicated to this ancient primal and these weapons that if any of you guys touch them, will possess you and basically turn you into primals. Just don't, it's, that room, that, that room, that's all they've said. Just don't go in there. They haven't, they, they haven't explained to Kryle or any of the other the Baldesians like what the deal is and what's happening. But the letter was not really weird. Yeah, the letter was left like, oh, we're in the case of my death. Here's what's happening. But it's like, well, in the case of your death, everyone else is fucking dead too, aren't they? <laughs> you know? In the case of your death, no one is here to write this letter. Uh, read this letter. Um, but we did. And, yeah, and we if did. we have, it means that we've already opened the, uh, the tower and subsequently let Eureka and all of the Eureka weapons out. So thanks, Gallif. Good on you. Um, it was also, yeah. you know, it was an interesting tidbit. You know, a lot of the time we mm. were suspecting Eureka was using Galuf as, mm-hmm. uh, as a herald. Um, yeah. It, I, I don't know that that's the case necessarily anymore. Mm. I don't, cause Eureka, Eureka is definitely using his, I think he's the, he, the Eureka is using his body there mm. at the very least, but he, we were, we thought he might mm. be tempered originally. What, what happened yeah. to the herald? I don't know what happened to the herald. I wouldn't say Harold would be a good word. I think I use word Harold. I think a thrall would be a better word. Thrall, then. Well, what what happened? I don't know. I th- I think it's just a I think it's just a corpse at this point because I we're yeah. seeing. I thought we were seeing all those echo flashbacks from the perspective of Galof. I think we're I think we're seeing them yeah. from the perspective of Eureka because they're all standing literally right in front of him in every single scene. 
I think we're meant to think it's Galof. Or either that mm. or his body that has nothing left. Now that you say that, that is a good point because we are looking at Galuf and all those echo scenes. And all the scenes, we're watching the four of them pretty much. But at the same time, in every echo scene, yeah. we are uh, every other echo scene for everybody. All else I know is the movie. dude says, I am Eureka, and Eureka's in all those cutscenes where we're listening to the Dawn Warriors. Hmm. So. Eh. I thought that was an interesting thing to rattle around the mind, whether we are seeing what's left of Gullif's memories from his body, or if we are actually digging into the Echo, which would be weird, because that would be the equivalent of using an Echo on a Primal. Like, yeah, which we haven't really done before. Yeah. I mean, Xenos has. Yeah. So there's a precedent, I suppose. So that's possible. I just I I don't know like what what happened to that character that for all that uh, whatever you want to call it the dude in the hood he just sort of stopped showing up yeah yeah well you know he needs he, he, it's one of those things where he, we kind of need to do the thing and he needs us to do the same thing we are trying to do and then mm -hmm. he just dies <laughs> that's pretty, I don't think he died though I, I mean we pretty true. much end him we because yeah yeah. We take we yeah, take one we, of Eureka's weapons and kill that that yeah, body. but we never find out who it was. Right, it's just kind of gone. It was a really weird way to end it. You go through Hydados and you're like, all right, turn that off, turn that off, turn that off, mm -hmm. and then Edgica's just like, here's the sword. <laughs> yeah, Edgica's suddenly like, ah, I was tempered, but I'm not. Dude, I, yeah. I've, yo, that's I've what seen, the sword does. The I've sword seen the Garlic Jr. saga for Dragon Ball Z, and Edgica done pulled a piccolo. All right. Yeah, but uh, that that conflicts like everything we know about tempering. It's like we, we've heard some people saying mm, maybe there's some way to reverse tempering. Maybe we don't need to kill these people that are tempered. But Edgica's just like, psych. I was never tempered. But, was he never tempered? Did he ne did he not like submit to the to the sword? Did he not actually w was he was he wearing gloves? Like did he not actually touch it? Like, he's like, wasn't like Edgica, I was holding it in my sleeve. This? I don't know. Edgica maybe was researching this. So he yeah. had, had to know a way to get out of it. Like if you uh, yeah, but he didn't explain it. He doesn't have the echo because he's super jealous of Kral for having the echo. And us. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, psycho wasn't tempered. YOLO. Here's Maybe a sword. because he's not a bitch. Maybe tempering only works on. on well, it was like, I can't use bitches. the sword to kill this thing because the sword tempers me. That's why that's why he gave it to us. He's like, the sword tempers me. I can't use it. Maybe you he never used it. He just held it. I, that is such a bullshit technicality, though. Yeah, that is so fucking boring. I never, oh. I never actually swung it. I was only holding it. Nah, nah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's kind of like Frodo. You know, maybe if we had held it for too long, it would have. Because that Frodo's just getting tempered by Sauron the whole time. You know. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, but, but that's maybe, just by having it like anywhere near it. Maybe he put it on once, like an idiot. You know, and that kind of didn't help. But. Hmm. And then, and then, you know, like we're supposed to, like, I don't know, maybe we're supposed to be Frodo and he's just like Samwise in the thing, or he's just like, I'm just holding it for now. And there you go. Such bullshit. No, no.
So educate didn't like transform. Someone just suggest, suggested in chat that maybe you have to draw on the power of it, draw on the ether on it, and undergo like that sort of transformation into Odin or Raiden or absolute virtue or whatever it is before that process is complete. I mean, that's so like that's going to be held. That he that's going to be it. He's like, I just didn't use it. I just never used it. And he gave it to us, and we, and then Eureka's like, you dare. And then we killed him. Yeah. Well, we killed that that herald or thrall of him. Yeah. And then we made the arbitrary choice, which ultimately means nothing. Pretty much. Yeah. I've been saying. Yeah. So that's how this all ends. We end up getting our first ever time where they're like, "I wanted to." Edgica wants to destroy Eureka then and there, and Cryo mm -hmm. wants to simply cut off. It's it's ether and seal it away, mm. just like the seal mm. that was in place before the island was sunk. Mm. Uh, and if you make the decision, that that first cutscene has immediate payoff, mm -hmm. similar to the two point five cutscenes, and also similar to the two point five cutscenes. If you actually get the true ending, it has no relevance <laughs> whatsoever, or no at least it's got some slight dialogue differences at best. So. I, I went with Kral because um, Educa just in that last moment redeemed himself and went from the list of every potato to the list of the a, a select of potatoes. few potatoes. Yeah, select few potatoes that are, that are kind of okay. Uh, what, what happens if you let him sacrifice himself? I haven't seen it. So if he sacrifices himself, he does, he destroys it there. And mm. when you go through the arsenal, Kral comes up with a way to retrieve him. And he pretty much says, I wouldn't have done that if I didn't think you could figure out a way to get me back. Wow. He only, so he pretended he was going to sacrifice himself, but he actually wasn't. He was like, he no. Plays the, he plays the smart ass like, oh, yeah, of course I knew. I wouldn't, like, I'm going to do that. Of course I know you're going to figure out a way. Uh, Meanwhile, okay. half of the population isn't going into the arsenal, so that bitch is dead. Educa's just like... <laughs> He's just dead. They, they'll be here. <laughs> they'll be oh, here. Man. I know they will. Oh, man. It's 5.0 now. I'm sure some people are coming back to try it again. <laughs> Any moment now. Oh, jeez. I went with Kral. Kral always just... It just seemed like yeah. a true ending for me. Yeah, it did, didn't it? It seemed like more in character for the Warrior of Light to be like, no man left behind. Yeah. Although I know plenty of people who did uh, who did take the other option. But this was, I, I, as much as this choice ultimately boils down to nothing, this was mm. a, a pretty nice first use of it in Final Fantasy XIV. We'd pretty much written off ever having real choice. Yeah, I guess, do I go when Papalimo says go, or do I stand here and say no when he blows me back? Which, by the way, is a cooler mm. option, so go with that. Mm. Um, yeah, but that's, again, it kind of is just like a shorter version of the way this ends up panning out, where it's just like within eight seconds, the payoff is pretty much exactly the same. Here, it's, you have to go through a 56-player dungeon before the payoff is the same. <laughs> so, it is, it is cool, and it is nice to, I guess, have that illusion of choice sometimes, but I think, ultimately, the risk here is that we end up in a situation in Shadowbringers where, like, or Shafant will be dead for some players and not for others. You know? Something like that. And I don't... That doesn't sit well with me. Like, 
14 is about having this sort of shared story experience that everyone goes through together. And once you start to kind of like separate that and branch that off and kind of, you know, split paths and make the canon a little bit more um, uh, ambiguous, that, uh, I don't know, that's just like, that's just a very different kind of storytelling from what we've been getting so far. And what we've been getting so far is something that, we've well most of us have been really enjoying well we all experience instant servers are full together <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Twitch. so that part of the plot's always the same <laughs> mm-hmm. um i'm i'm always okay with giving choices because here, here's the thing no matter what choice you take i think they will eventually make it so the result is functionally the same so you mm. never get a situation like that with harsh font like, mm. perhaps it's like, you know, Hosh, one of them is Hosh Font wants to run in front, and the other one mm-hmm. is you decide to go first, and then he has to run in front and block for you. Mm. It's like, that's the degree to which I expect mm. the changes. I always expect the results to be the same like it was here, or at least identical mm. enough that whichever choice you made doesn't really matter. Ultimately, Eureka's destroyed, everyone survives. That's mm-hmm. No matter what you do, that's the, that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it's just a matter of players having the way they want to get to that result. And then I think they'll probably always declare one as definitively canon. Um, I think in side stories in particular, as Chat just brought up, like with Yorha and with places like that, I think I'm I'm more it's it's easier to do there. I think they just want to make use of New Game Plus, to be honest. I think they want to start doing this so they can use new game plus as a give another reason why new game plus should exist but if the choices are that like inconsequential and arbitrary people aren't going to be like oh i need to go new game plus so i can see like the other the other ending or the other uh you know path it would just be like it's it's like a 10 second difference in one cutscene. just come watch it on youtube yeah i've always been of the mind that the choices should have some kind of weight well, if there are going to be choices, right? And if they're not going to have any weight, then giving us like the feeling like we do have a choice, and then being like, ah, it doesn't matter, becomes kind of kind of jarring, doesn't it? Like you kind of notice a lot more that you have no choice than you would if you did literally have no choice. I kind of like the way that the Arsenal ends up working because if you don't ever get that epilogue, mm. it feels like it made that huge choice. Or that mm. that choice made a lot of impact. And a lot of people mm. won't ever... Like you just said, for a bunch of people, Educus is just going to be fucking dead. Well, he's not dead. They just haven't finished the story. <laughs> no, yeah. that bitch is dead. <laughs> they, just, they, just haven't, they just haven't finished it yet. That bitch is dead. That's <laughs> that bitch is dead, then. But like when, when, you for, when you first make that choice, the payoff mm. is very immediate and very different. It's mm. only when you go and pursue yeah. the like true ending... That you end up with this divergent path, or this uh, this um, what's the word I'm looking for when two streams come together? Divergence going opposite is mm-hmm. convergence. Converging. There you go. I don't know why mm-hmm. I couldn't get the word out. Um, these converging paths that ultimately result in the same thing. So mm. I it's it, it they has to be done with some tact, but I think they are trying to add more of a reason mm-hmm. for New Game well, Plus to exist. I think the other problem here is that Educa cannot appear anywhere else ever again. 
Edric is done, like, as a character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, literally can never appear because you can't... You know what would be fucking hilarious? If Edric gets used again and... It's like, I got out. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's what he'd be like. He'd be like, oh, I bet you're surprised to see me. Well, after you abandoned me in the in the live stream, I thought you were going to save me, but I had to but then, come up with... But then this 56-man party of adventurers came along and did you work for you? By the way, can I just talk about that real quick? Educo literally says, I didn't think you'd find enough people to do that. Etika literally says, oh, "Yeah, God. I didn't. I didn't think you'd find enough allies to actually to actually do it." <laughs> and I was like, right? "Thanks." Me, me too. Me too, Etika. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the community had that opinion. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wow, you're being really honest with me," and I appreciate it. You know, most of the time they're like, "Oh, you're the warrior of light and seven allies." Here they're like, "You, you they're not gonna do it." That's it. Well, just that's it. You're done. Uh... Um, it was interesting seeing how Eureka kind of played back into some of the things. Because the a big question's been, like, why is Odin the way Odin is? That's been, like, a mm. question since 2.0 when we mm. would see our bodies, like, phantoms of us being possessed mm. by the Zantetsuken. Yeah, I'm, like, we've known what Zantetsuken does, but we don't know where it's come from. We know that... Uh, Odin fought against the Alligans, but we don't know why or in what context. I mean, we still don't know, like, who originally worshipped and summoned Eureka. Yeah. And it's it's presumed that even though it, it was around in the time of Alag, there's the presumption that it does, again, come before the time and was not summoned during that time. It could mm. also be that the original Odin, whoever Odin actually is, was the person who summoned it looking for... Because Odin was uh, originally... Is, aren't they someone who were... Uh, what's their name? He he was trying to destroy the Alligans is what I remember. I'm remembering hmm. the story properly. Odin was like a, a weapon of vengeance against the Alligans that hmm. was sealed away. Um, Earth. Earth is the one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, summoner Earth. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if Earth was responsible for that as a means of fighting back against the Alligans or if it, pre- or if it preceded them in the timeline. Hmm. So that's see, now we got more questions. <laughs> Eureka yeah. giveth and Eureka taketh away. Also learning that, uh, the original Ozma was also a creation of Eureka and that the Machians were, mm-hmm. was an attempt to recreate it. And then the Baldessians also tried to recreate it to understand how it even well- functioned. Were, were the Machians, were, were they recreating it or did they just, like, capture Ozma and Copy. use it? It's, well, they, the, uh, the Demi-Ozma mount says that the Machians was an attempt to recreate it, if I remember correctly. Because the Demi-Ozma mount explains what the Machian Ozma is. And oh, what, okay, all right. And what Demi-Ozma is. Demi-Ozma is the Baldessian's means of trying to understand how Eureka functions. Mm-hmm. So... They're all just because they don't, no one understands it. So, was it an attempt to recreate Eureka itself or an attempt to recreate specifically like, Ozma? Specifically mm-hmm. the Ozma weapon. So, where's the real one? The real one is the Eurekan one, the Proto Ozma. Okay. Then, why is it called Proto Ozma? It's similar. Not- so, to go back, because this pulls a lot from C, in, uh, in Final Fantasy XI, the mm-hmm. original. Um, Ozma and Ultima 
were creations of the uh, of the Lemurians, which were mm-hmm. a subcategory of, Z- of Zylardians who lived in the capital of Altayu. Mm-hmm. And they created the prototype, the original, basically. Mm-hmm. And it was way better in every way. <laughs> and then eventually, uh, I think it's the Juonans eventually tried to recreate Ultima and Omega based on designs that they had heard about and seen and they ended up being weak as fuck compared. So so Proto has got to be contextual. It's got to be the fact that we've already fought Nozma and then we see this one. We're like, oh, okay, this was the first one. Yeah, Proto is first. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And okay. it, it is the more powerful of the bunch. I don't know if it is. Pretty convinced Honestly. of it. I mean, it's, like, it's, it's I guess I guess yeah, I, I'm sure, words, but yeah. like okay, it draws us into a black hole, just dumps us back out in high data. Oh no, the monkey one has got a fucking pocket dimension at Ada City. Like, yeah, I would like badass. I would assume that in sequence, like you would hope to improve upon a prototype, mm. so, or focus its the, efforts. The, the, yeah, so the I feel like the monkey one would by a by a lore standard B stronger just because mm. it's not the prototype mm. and the prototype is just, just that. Mm. Just a test. Mm. This one's this one's just not doesn't have its efforts being focused anywhere. The Machians were like, yeah, yeah. No, we're gonna we're using this fucking thing as a war weapon. <laughs> and then yeah. we're gonna and then we're gonna display it for everyone to say, hey guys, don't forget, we got this fucking thing. It's on display, in case anyone wasn't aware of what we've done. Entire civilization, city. All right. We just capture it in a pocket dimension. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. So what kind of what kind of weapon? Like if if Raiden and uh Odin are created through swords. Yeah. Uh absolute virtue is a spear. Uh, what the fuck is Ozma? I don't know. I've wondered. I've wondered right. that too. Multi-purpose. I'm wondering if he's more of a he's more of a direct manifestation of Eureka. Than... Yeah, he's literally something Eureka is literally created rather than a weapon. Yeah, he's an astro. He's an astro Eureka... globe. <laughs> he's an astro right. globe. Because <laughs> we know that Eureka can make like basically anything. Like the example that Kryle used was well. If you had control of Eureka and you told it to uh, make another uh, mother crystal, it would basically just keep drawing all of the ether out of all of creation, trying to make this thing until everything was destroyed. Yeah, so Ozma's there. I guess Ozma's just like, hey, Eureka, can you make me like like a big sphere that can like... Turn into like a triangle and like a spiky. I'm ball. sorry. Did you just go from a three dimensional shape to a two dimensional shape? You fucking yeah. Like, can you can you make you me an object up. that that just like can go into whatever fucking dimension I want because that's what I want. You can. All right. Cool. It's the pyramid. Right. Okay. And can you make make there like some kind of like what what the fuck was like whoever it was what what were they on when they asked eureka to make that <laughs> they were just like make me the strongest weapon that you you can fathom mm. and it landed on that somehow <laughs> he's like well it's ambiguous it's multi-purpose 
Mm-hmm. Form shifting, yeah. It can make clones of itself. Give mm-hmm. me a weapon to surpass Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Ozma might just surpass Metal Gear. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, the Maki Ozma can't make fucking clones. Oh my god. I can just imagine Zande being like, make me a weapon to surpass Metal Gear. <laughs> Fuck. By the way, the um the Alligans seem to have actually like used Eureka to make weapons as well. Just ones that were not gonna temper anyone. The um the the I ninety uh el- elemental weapons, you guys remember? Yeah. Um like the like the, the, the fairy bow, whatever it's called, the is that what it's called? Those ones. You guys know what I'm talking about, those ones. Um they were originally supposed to drop in Labyrinth of the Ancients. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're talking. Which, you're talking about like when they when they said, "Oh, you know how Thaumaturge, we gave you a one-handed weapon from Twin Tanya, and well, now go get this shield from Labyrinth of the." Yeah, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, yeah, the the level ninety primal weapons. Yeah. Um. So those were, I'd say, originally conceived as weapons that were made by Eureka for the Alligans, because Eureka was in Labyrinth of the Ancients. That's that's where Eureka was. That's why they kept it. Mm. Labyrinth of the Ancients has just been a shitstorm of of problems, huh? I mean, the Fucking whole Crystal cool. Tower, I suppose. Hmm. I just really like that we get these ties back to Odin. We get these ties back to Labyrinth of the Ancients. We we finally get an answer to the mystery of the Isle of Val. Yeah, it could have been delivered better. They could have given us like a little bit more, like each chapter. And I felt that both in like a story sense and a gameplay sense, I think like retrospectively, again, it would have been really, really cool if we got something like the Baldesian arsenal every tier in like increasing difficulty, but, um, a weapon to surpass ADS. Fuck. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's the weapon that it's based yeah, off. Maybe, maybe so. I, I can mm. believe that. Um, yeah, but at the end of the journey, I, I really enjoyed the Eureka story, I'm happy with it. That would explain why Ozma is more of a defense system and is not used as a weapon. Like it just sits yeah. in one location. But it could be. And it just and it mm. doesn't send you to an alternate dimension to absorb you, it just kicks you out. It's like fuck you, you're mm. gone. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's actually a really compelling idea. There you go. Ozma mm. was originally ADS mount. Not the just the mount. Not not yeah. any of the other ones. There you go. Just that all right. one. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I can support this theory. Hmm. All right. Um, yeah. Eureka. I'd say it ended on a, a decent note overall, hmm. minus the few, the bit of drama that's been had regarding the arsenal and the entry arsenal. into the arsenal. I mean, they even did some nerfs recently that were kind of weird. The stabilizer being much more available. Oh, yeah. Is a blessing and a curse. Because people are now more easily able to just make them and just go into the blue portals before anyone else. Um, which is what they're there for. But, you know, organized groups aren't as big a fan of that. Because they're not all making stabilizers. Which they should. Because it can guarantee all of you spots. You want to know what's really weird about that stabilizer? When you use it on a portal, you'd think it would take the portal in front of you, right? It takes a random portal when you use it on any of the portals. It doesn't take the really? one that you actually use the stabilizer on. <laughs> Can you? It's only you that can enter it, though, right? Yeah, and it only enters for you. 
but okay, it's still right. just but it doesn't take the portal you use the stabilizer on it takes a so random weird. portal from somewhere on the map of that the 48 seems dumb. yeah it's kind of it's kind of, it's kind of silly so it locks it locks the portal that you used no 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 it leaves the, it just doesn't use that portal you walk up to one like i'm good so let's say you had 48 people that all wanted to use a stabilizer and you all mm -hmm. went to a different portal You'd mm -hmm. be sniping each other's portals and have to run to the other portals. But you have to do it like one at a time and then just take the portals as they were available. Mm. It's pretty weird. That's stupid. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. That's really stupid. Look, I, I think that all these issues with like organized groups and stuff, it's already happening on Elemental. We're just pugging it because it's such a pain in the ass to organize that many people. It's not that difficult. Um, and once everyone's been in there a couple of times, they know what's going on. Like, it's going to be pretty easy to pug. I, I suspect that in the other data centers, it's probably going to become, like, ultimately way more common to pug it. And a lot of these issues are just going to, like, evaporate as a result. I've seen, yeah. I've seen a lot of groups just starting to basically say, hey, we're, we'll go in, we'll try to get in as four or five parties and we'll let the rest, mm -hmm. and we'll try to just let everyone else pug. Because trying to get seven together is... Too much yeah. pain, but I'm seeing those groups get smaller and smaller. Where they're just like, mm -hmm. I'd rather not try to coordinate seven. I'd rather yeah. try to coordinate three or because yeah. you can beat the yeah. whole thing. One thing to remember with the Valencia Arsenal, the bosses do scale to the number of people who enter. Mm. Like we've had like a 13 million HP absolute virtue and an 18 million HP absolute virtue, mm. and on top of that, the it's people just... who are inside the arsenal don't affect the scaling of the NMs back in Hydados, so it works both ways. Mm -hmm. um, so it is possible to go in with a smaller group and just and clear it. It's not like you just need to have not uh, people not dying. Yeah, basically. pretty much. So mm. I've seen more and more groups just kind of accepting, hey, this is mm. intended to be fragment farming, especially because most of the people who are still doing it are beat. I've already beaten it and they really don't need. So right. getting more people up to speed on how to do it and pugs is actually more beneficial than trying to mm. coordinate a full seven mm -hmm. and try to, you know, take the whole thing. So uh, it's getting it, from what I've seen as someone who went into Hydados and farmed like 700 ish crystals over like four or five days to finish a bunch of sets and weapons and stuff. Mm. Um, I saw more and more like, hey, we're one or two groups and we want other people to come with us or three or four I think groups. That's how it was want. intended, yeah. right? And and most of the people that are like really, really salty with the way that it's been implemented. I think they're kind of they're sort of missing the point and maybe they should just wait for another couple of weeks and notice the trend will probably shift to people pugging it and clearing it with pugs. And most of these problems we're having are going to be a non-issue. Well, well, to your point, because I'm probably one of those salty people sort of kind of <laughs> probably like, sort of, sort I mean, I've been getting salty with people sniping my portals. I get it. No, no, it's not even, well, see, that's the thing. It just shouldn't work like this. It should. It shouldn't work like this. It really mm. should. It should. The mm. way it's implemented, the way they implemented, the way they tag this as you know public, mm -hmm. is kind of a kind of a misnomer because it's really not. Especially when it started out and it was more private, and the people who kind of qualified and who wanted to try it out kind of you know blocked people out. So that was mm. my whole issue. Like mm. they. When you allow other people to gate content, that is where I have a problem. Hmm. Well, they don't allow it. They just... It's just I, I more, think, we, we, we just started fight. going in that direction. I think yeah. you find... So there's a lot of issues like on these Discord groups or whatever that like if you don't 
basically go with the, with a pre-made if you try and pug, like you'll get blacklisted from these groups. Right. I'm pretty sure right. that should be against terms of service. And I'm pretty sure that if you were implying that you were going to blacklist people like in in-game chat logs, that you could get reported and, and face uh, disciplinary action for that. So it's, it's players being shitty to each other in the same way that if I'm sitting in front of a portal and I've been there for three and a half minutes and then someone comes along at the last second to try and compete it and snipes it from me, that's not Square Enix's fault. That's the douchebag that just like has no manners and, and did that. I'm, I'm angry Ooh. at him. You know, but Ethis, there's a solution. Like, no, no, no. (laughs) And then it'll take someone else's portal. No, 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 no. No, like the solution I heard in game, like, Mm. and I saw it in game chat. Like Mm. someone was like, someone sniped your portal. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just, um, what do they say? We'll just uh, shirk him when he gets in. Oh yeah, I've seen that. What I've so, yeah. most groups I've seen just say like, most groups that I've seen have just been like, listen, if you, if you can stay alive. Great. But yeah. then you know what's happening? I've seen people start asking for FF logs now for this because what people oh. are doing is they're running plate bear. There'll be like a like a dragoon running like plate bear or cure two and they'll just <laughs> <laughs> and they'll just keep themselves alive and not hit the boss at all. But like, again, if a couple of people are doing that, like it's not that big a deal. You know, but I but I'm telling you what I'm seeing people do in response mm. to those mm-hmm. things. Mm. Yeah, and then I see you know if a if if a portal sniper dies, don't res him. Like I've seen that mm. happen before. Mm. Um, the only know, time that's why I say sniping is griefing is if you go in yeah. and then like immediately leave. Yeah, and, it's, and, 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 and if you deliberately try to grief that player's experience who took the portal and they're trying to do yeah. it seriously, you're on yeah. the other end of it. Yeah, and you're an asshole. Don't do that, yeah. please. Um, I just think that yes, while you could say it's that douchebag, I totally don't think they should have ever do this like this again again yeah, i think square Enix has had this problem like so many times implementing content is they like to give people the benefit of the doubt and they it's kind of it's kind of nice in a way that like when they design stuff like this it doesn't occur to them that so many people in the community are just selfish douchebags right but they need to realize that moving forward that we are selfish douchebags and that there needs to be some way to mitigate that I'm of the opinion that we have the solution, and no, not the duty finder. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually think Diadem has a solution inside of it, and that people okay. are not. We have those underground caves that restrict you once you enter them if from flying. If those were yeah. just public dungeons that groups of eight could enter, right? then all so of a sudden... So just do the arsenal that way. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. just say make an instance. I just say do it like you make it something you queue for, make it something you could party find for. Do it that way. I think raids like this, raids yeah. like this in future should definitely be that way. But yeah. when it's when it's gated behind content like Eureka and the the conditions for like, you know, forming parties and doing it with a group is consistent with the content that gates it, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen this on Ether. I don't know if other discords mm-hmm. have it. They literally have a duty finder in the discord. You press the oh, queue, cool. you press the queue, you type a command to queue. And when mm-hmm. your turn to join a group comes up, it pings you in discord. That's kind of cool. But if someone goes in and just grabs a portal and ignores that, don't blacklist them. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, I just I'm okay with them gating this stuff behind Eureka. Also, that's the thing. I don't. I would never want. Here's the thing: if you told me there's a 56 player dungeon that I could queue into in the Duty Finder, I'd be more scared than I am going into Eureka and doing. Right, because people would be completely clueless and not committed. Yeah, I'd be very scared. <laughs> yeah, I mean, gaining it behind something is nice, but not necessarily. Yeah. Exploration content. Oh, and just to be clear, since there's been a discussion going on, taking a portal does not is not reportable. Taking a portal no. with the intention of griefing the people inside is reportable. Mm -hmm. Like if you were to take it and then just be like, "Haha, fuck you," and leave, like mm -hmm. that would, or you go in and deliberately do every mechanic. Ah, I'm just gonna do every mechanic wrong and try to kill you. Like I'll, I'm gonna deliberately do acceleration bombs wrong, which is like the only yeah, way you can. Yeah, that's griefing. Yeah. You can't, you literally can't be reported for being like, oh, cool, a portal. That's for this new thing, right? Oh, cool. I mean, you can, you can be reported, but nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> I had a, we had a guy come in and we all just said, hey, can you get in Discord? And he said, no. And I was, we're like, all right, well, we can't really help you. So if you die, it's kind of just done for you. And he's like, mm. okay. And then he asked after he died, can someone res me? We're like, no, <laughs> that's kind of the whole point. <laughs> yeah, so there's. I just think this whole portal thing, just never do it again. Yeah, just agreed. As much as mm. it could just be, hey, if we were just nice, we won't be. Okay. Yeah, we won't be. It's not that bad, but at the same time, maybe don't do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, portal ceiling is like cutting in line at Raubon at Stormblood launch. <laughs> no, no, no one's getting in trouble for being like just mm -hmm. walk you know how many people i saw do that with Raubon? someone walks up to the just npc walk up to him. Yeah. and they're just like no no Rep reported <laughs> banned get in line yeah. oh jeez. <laughs> that's so stupid oh my god that's that fun times fun. yeah that was fun times <laughs> That happened in the in the beta with the level fifteen quest also. Oh my god! The oh yeah, Sly, you didn't start playing till PS four, so this didn't happen for you. Um, the right. level fifteen quest where you have to fight that demon for the main story mm -hmm. quest. It was bugged like Rob Bond. People made lines to get That's into it. That's fucking awful. Oh. 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 Yeah. So, just wanted to uh, just wanted to get you up to speed on that one. That's where the line meme started for Rob Bond. Was because of Aurora Reborn Beta, so good times. Hmm. All right. Um, is there anything else that we need to? Uh... No, we already took a bit of a tangent, didn't we? No, I mean yeah, it was all pretty relevant. I feel. Mm hmm. You know, I got I got my Ida thing out there. We got to talk about Eureka. It was all good. I'm happy. Yeah. No. That's. No. No. <laughs> I'm glad. How <laughs> I'm glad how quickly you realized your mistake. I'm actually really Shit. proud of how quickly. No, no. What you're you're proud of how predictable you are? Is that it? Yeah, I'm oh glad that I'm glad that you've at least finally, after all these years, like reacted. Fast oh my enough. god. Because uh. you never have. Every time someone says I'm happy about it, I say it, and you're just like after the <laughs> fact. You're like this. No, you're like no. I'm getting ahead of him this time. Mm -hmm. There you go. So I'm proud of you. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, boo. Well, with that, um, I think we can do our sign-offs, gentlemen. Um, for just so you know, Sly and I had this discussion before the show start. 
The shows for the rest of the month will be on the 5th, the 12th, the 19th, and the 27th, which is a Wednesday, um, which you'll find out why we're doing a Wednesday show momentarily. Um, and because Sly might be going to East, so I can't do a Friday show that week. There you go. Okay. So that, put those all in your calendars. Those will be when all the next shows are for Stay of the Realm this month. Uh, with that, though, we have to let our moon-hating uh, guest here, which we didn't even bring up the moon, which actually did come up during EU FanFest, but it was a joke, so didn't have to bring it up very much. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for joining us, Ethis. Finally, we managed to get this after all the weeks of waiting. I know. Oh, thank you so much. It was it was really fun. Um, yeah, good to do a law show. It's nice. Um, look, you can find me on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything. Ethis Asher. It's it's right there. It's it's there. There we go. It's there. It's right there. Um, you should also um, either go and have a look at fandom or uh, have a look on, on my Twitter and scroll down. I've done three articles for, uh, for fandom coming out of Paris FanFest, which were a lot of fun. One of them is um, basically an exhaustive list of everything that we learned about Shadowbringers in Paris. Um, another one is a law piece on the Warriors of Darkness and what that could mean uh, for us. Uh, and the final one is a, a community piece, just sort of talking about and celebrating the community, trying to help people that don't necessarily play the game or aren't heavily invested in the game to sort of understand what the community is about and what makes it so unique and special. So uh, check those out if you get time. Um, and uh, thank you very much for, for having me on the show, for hanging out. And uh, hopefully I'll see you all really soon. So I'll pass you over to Sly. Yeah. Hi. Hi, I'm Sly. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Sly aka Gray Fox, Instagram at Sly aka Gray Fox 07, Twitter at Sly the Fox, YouTube.com slash The Velvet Room. Uh, as usual, I'll just play too many games, and March is no different. As ha yeah, Haps will tell you too, but yeah, I got a, quite a bit going on in the month of March. Um, uh, the schedule is now that Haps has told me everything is pretty much 100% now. So, I'll be putting out a content trailer tonight for Twitters, for the Twitters and everything, just so you can see what's going on in March. And yeah, hopefully we'll see you sometime in the Velvet Room. Uh, Haps. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, thank you for reminding me. Thank you, my, my mod. Thank you for reminding me. March is the partner ver the three-year partnerversary of the Velvet Room. So, um, yeah. Ooh. Good times to be had by all. Special things happening. Yeah. We'll see you soon. Happy and aloha. Yeah, aloha. this motherfucker. Where is he? Hi. No. Yeah, I was wait. I was trying to sneak a word in through aloha, but Jesus I wanted to pick him up, and he's like, "No, I know what you're doing. I know your game right now. That's what you get for coming over here. Don't run into the kitchen. You're scared." Hi, I'm Mr. Happy. You can find me and Aloha at Mr. Happy One Two Seven Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all of those places. As Sly has said, the month of Mar the month of March will be very busy. More so for a reason I'm about to explain to all of you. For those who are wondering, some of the titles coming out we have Devil May Cry Five on March eighth. We have Sekiro mm -hmm. on I don't even remember when. I think it's like twenty March twenty second. Twenty second. There you go. Which I will not get to play the day it releases. If you're interested, Tom Clancy's A Division Two, which had open beta today, will also be available on March fifteenth. Chocobo Dungeon, everybody. I think is also available on March 15th, or maybe that's the 23rd. I can't even fucking remember at this point. Uh, Sekiro, 
Wait, wait, I already said Sekiro. There's another game I'm thinking of, Sly. I can't remember what it is. I'm panicking. What is it? <laughs> it was one of my games, but you're not playing it, so don't worry about it. Okay. Chocobo's March 20th. There you go. So that's that's that Tuesday. All right. There you go. Now, I said Devil May Cry 5. Um, but all of that uh, is kind of... Oh, it's the city of NT. No, that doesn't count. All right. Uh, it launched ages ago, but it's hitting PC and it's free to play. So, uh... Two things. One, we have State of the Realm 200 coming up in a couple weeks. This is 198. And what better way to celebrate State of the Realm 200 than for it to be the same month that I get to go to Japan for the first time? Mm. Because I have Mm. confirmed as of today that I will be attending the Japanese Fan Festival. I will be... my, My trip will be sponsored by Square Enix. And, uh... I'm looking forward to going because I've wanted to go for the last several years. I got told it was okay to announce it like a few hours ago because ironing everything out. So that means, by the way, I won't be live streaming the opening keynote. (laughs) I will not be live streaming the opening keynote because I'll be there and I will not be live streaming it from the show floor. So uh, also not going to PAX East. That was the other thing I was forgetting, by the way, is PAX East is at the end of the month. So... uh, I'm uh I'm looking forward to that. That's why we're doing the Wednesday show. I don't come back until that Tuesday. I don't even my flight isn't until that Tuesday, so we'll do the Wednesday show while I'm jet lagged. Pretty much. So, I am uh, I am beyond excited. I'll be making a video about it for YouTube, and Aloha might be in that video if he keeps annoying me. Yeah, you want to go to Japan? Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyway, so uh, that's my plan. That's my plan for the month. And uh, oh yeah, and four point five six. That's the other thing. It's end of March. That was the other thing I was I was forgetting. There you go. There you go. So I am very excited, and I hope you gentlemen are excited for me. I am. You, you can't see this chub I have. <laughs> All right, that's that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> I think I think I'm just gonna go to the outro screen. I think I'm gonna f this on that one and set done. See ya. There to go. Have thanks. Thanks for coming, everybody. We'll see. You, we'll see you on Tuesday for a show. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Get get your eggplant emojis out for for Sly right now. Just all your eggplants, please. So uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for thanks for being here, both of y'all, because it was a good time until just now. And then uh, thanks, man. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. We're going to post-show. See you next week. See you, see you everyone.